Hey, when does the show start? It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. With Bailey. I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. All right, there it is, Tuesday, the 15th day of August, 2023. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey, right, well, mm-mm. right there she usually sits, Nikki D. Mm-hmm. There's Nelson. Good morning. Good morning. And your phone number, 916-909-0985. I think we can check the text machine. If so, I don't know how to do it. Maybe our helper Jackie today knows how to check the text machine. She knows how to do everything else. So. Yes. We're we're a little handicapped today, which I'll get to here in just a second. But same number for the phone, same number for the text machine. Messaging data rates apply, 916-909-0985. The Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com. Get the podcast. You can stream us there as well. And then on social media, listen to the BS just about everywhere and on the YouTube at The Bailey Show. You know, I did something, Nelson. For the first time in years, I bit a fingernail coming to work this morning. Too hard? And no, it's just, no, I made sure I didn't rip it, you know. Mm-hmm. I haven't bitten my fingernails in years. And uh, I now remember why. And it's just, a, I need like one of those. It's jagged. Do you need a file? <laughs> yeah, things. Uh, but I can't do that because it makes, it, my, I have like PTSD from those things. Growing up, my mom would always use those little files and the noise drove me insane. It was like nails on a chalkboard. Sure. So just every time I do it, it's bad. But, you know, I stopped. Um, I, I used to bite my nails all the time, like to the point where it was re- like a, a, habitual like, and bad. Like you'd bite it down to where it got bloody and nasty. I was say, did you have the fold over tips of fingers? You know, the guys that have like absolutely no fingernail. It was like that. I did that as a kid. And then I did that into like my 20s. And I was dating this girl and we went on a cruise ship. And it was the first time that I had ever heard of the term norovirus. And it's not coronavirus. No. It's norovirus, no. which is, you know, and they had this 30 minute. And it was the first time I ever saw hand sanitizers out in public. Huh. And they had this whole 30 minute video when you got into your cabin about the norovirus. And it was like, wash your hands. Uh, that's when I started using my knuckle on the elevator. Yep. You know, so all that good stuff. And they said, don't bite your fingernails because the norovirus will get under your nails and you'll eat it and then you'll get sick and then you'll spend the rest of the time in the bathroom. And that's what the norovirus does. It upsets your stomach and it makes you really ill. Yeah, it's essentially what you think food poisoning is. Basically. Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you know, I am with bathrooms. Oh, yeah. And get weird. <laughs> and I think this girl and I just started dating. So it's scared the living daylights out of me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not being stuck in the bathroom. Not, no. not not in these close quarters with this new girl. Oh, no, no, no. Just ain't happening. So anyway, Nikki D is uh is not gonna be on the show today. Mm-hmm. Uh we sent her to English class. No. She she she's going she's getting on a plane, she's going to Hawaii. Uh she's not going to Maui, she's going to Honolulu. Yeah. So not where the fires are. And uh I, I we have to explain this a couple different times because we're kind of in a, in a situation. Sure. 
So we, and again, I told you guys I'll be completely honest with you as, as the best I can to, to what I know about stuff. In my opinion, right, my two cents. That's one of the reasons why they supposedly hired me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the dumbest guy in the world when it comes to this stuff. Any other reasons? So so, so Nikki and Mickey, our, our midday rock star, they, uh, they were asked weeks ago, I mean, well before the fires in, in, in Maui started, mm-hmm. to go to Hawaii um, thanks to this promotion with our friends at Disney, sure. which is a huge opportunity for our audience, you. Yes. In, in which I'll get to here in just a second. So that was already set in stone, and it was already ready to go, and they go out there, and they do the social media stuff, and then they post it later and all that kind of stuff. And that's great, you know, and it's going to be fun. And then the other side of that is the promotion that we have on the air, which is one of those keyword things where, mm-hmm. you, you know, you listen, we get you to listen, and then you listen at a time. I'll tell you the keyword, and then you text it to the number, and then blah, blah, blah. And we're going to have this amazing trip uh, to give away to stay at Disney's uh, Alani Resort, all right? And this is, I'm talking uh, for four people, Southwest Coach Airfare, ground transportation, room accommodations, resort credits, the whole nine. Yeah, it's a really nice package. It, It is an amazing package. But we all kind of thought, you know, like, it's it's tough to go on the air, even though this is not in Maui. Um, it's a whole island. There's a whole island in between Maui and where she's at. Right. So it's I mean it's well over 100 miles away. But you can't explain that to people. That's what I was trying to explain to to some people about this. It's, it's perception is reality. You know, not everybody knows all the different islands. I know I didn't. No. You know, and I just got here six months ago, right? No. So I mean, you you know, the example that I was giving was. A hurricane hits Miami, and somebody's planning a trip to Disney over there, mm-hmm. and they're going, I'm not going, not after that hurricane. That's over five right. hours away, right? So, but you can't explain that when you do this. You know, for, for people that are listening or see on social media, it's the selective selective listening. They're going, you're giving away a trip to Hawaii? What are you doing? Right. It's on fire. It's on fire. Well, Maui it's it, fire. Is, is, well, it's for the most part contained, but, sure. you know, there's a lot of cleanup to do on Maui, not Honolulu or, you know, all these other islands. So um, anyway, with that being said, we're still going to do the promotion, but we're going to postpone it. And and, and let's let's have the conversation first about how to help Mm -hmm. and let them get back on their feet and uh, let's get all the information that we can out. I know that the boardwalk, which, again, being new to town, just learning about the boardwalk in this really cool um, venue in Orangevale. Yeah. And uh, from like, actually already starting, because they started on August 8th, they're donating 100% of their net proceeds from all ticket sales wow. going to this tragedy. And they're also in the process of coordinating the donation effort through the Red Cross or Habitat for Humanity, which is a, a really, both really good organizations. Right. And going to be very uh, needed in the weeks and months to come. Absolutely. Uh, the Boardwalk's Operation Help Maui event is going to take place in September on the 10th from 1 to 6. They're going to have six different bands performing inside the venue, along with a silent auction, live auction, donation station. Outside in the parking lot, they're planning to have a DJ, food trucks, two signature cocktails, beer. All the bands will be donating their time, and 100% of those proceeds will be given into the care of a nonprofit to distribute to the Maui fire victims. Uh 
you can get all that information on their website, rocktheboardwalk.com. But I, I really think the focus now for the next couple of weeks, I mean, we don't have to inundate you with all the charity stuff and right. blah, blah, blah. But, you know, instead of talking about this wonderful promotion mm-hmm. and, and making it sound like there's nothing going on, you can't deny the, the, the tragedy and the devastation that's taken place uh, in the state. You know? Well, and then it makes us look like idiots anyway, too. You know what I mean? Because like you had said, Bailey, People don't re- even realize that they are a chain of islands or that they're not connected by bridges. You right. know what I mean? They're so far apart. They can't. It's not like the Keys in Florida where they're all connected. Right. Uh, so that's a cool event. I know McCooney and I haven't gotten all the details on that. I think they're doing something uh, as well. I saw a quick piece there on Fox 40. Now that's a way I can give back. Yeah. Well, they have a they have a Maui roll. Okay, one for you, one for me. Yeah, sure. (laughs) I could do one of their cucumber salads all day long. Okay, twice on Sunday. Now we're talking. A little octopus on top. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to not meet you in the middle on that one. Uh, It's delicious. (laughs) So you know, give if you can. Uh, You know, I said this the other day, and I think especially here on the West Coast, most people are about three degrees away from somebody over there. Yeah, or you vacation there quite often. Mm -hmm. You know that kind of thing. Focus on that kind of stuff. Focus on, you know, focus on how to help. Focus on, you know, the thoughts and prayers, if that's your thing. Focus on the, the good stuff. Don't get yourself sucked into the Internet and uh, and the conspiracy theories. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> the only reason I'm going to bring these up is oh, because they're silly and they're, they've all been debunked. And, and what irritates the living hell out of me is I used to love talking about conspiracy theories because they were fun. Yeah, they were fabrication. They got under people's skin. You were able to evoke emotion, generate phone calls, all the good stuff that we do on this side of the the speakers, right? Now everybody buys into conspiracy theories, so I've decided to take the stance of doing the opposite once again, right? And believing what I'm told, exactly, <laughs> because that seems to be the minority, right? That's the going against the grain is taking taking something for face value. Better watch out. That's right. what I'll call you. I know. <laughs> well, no, not if you're the minority. Oh, fair. Yeah. The majority is going to be the oh, sheep. Oh, okay. Yeah, the majority will be the ones that buy into the conspiracy <laughs> theory. So I just want to bring some uh, of them up to you uh, just in case you run across them and let you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it, right? 916-909-0985. Also, uh, next hour, we'll have the uh, tickets for Wolfgang Van Halen. Uh, He'll be at the Ace of Spades here at the end of this month. We'll give those out. We play a game called Order Up. All right, give us a minute here. Hang on. I can only imagine, excuse me, what it's like traveling with Nikki D. She's about to board her plane to (laughs) go to uh, Hawaii. It's involved, for sure. Oh, yeah, because she's... She's one of those travelers, because I've seen it. You know, she's got to have the outfit. You know, she's got to. <laughs> she wears extra accessories that are not. That she's not. They're just not needed. No, like the big hat. Yeah. You know, and you can't sit down with the big hat, so you no. got to take off the big hat. And then where do you put the big hat? Yeah, where does that go in the plane? I don't know. Either she takes up luggage space or puts it on her lap. You know, and then she's got to get settled. She's at uh, she's Chris Rock's mother-in-law in grow, uh, Grown Ups. I'm telling you, so exactly. Well, I'm not eating that. I'm gonna have the lasagna and the calzone, but I want the sauce on the side. You know, she's she's that. So we wish her safe travels. She's taking her daughter with her too, and then she's got to travel with Mickey. 
And uh, I don't know if they're all bunking together or what. I don't know what yeah, is it all one room? I don't know. <laughs> bunk beds. It's like a Great Wolf Lodge, and they've got the, like you said, the bunk beds. It's like the worst room on the Titanic. <laughs> no, I doubt that. They're staying at that Disney Resort, so I, 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 I highly doubt that. You know, even the worst room there is better than my apartment. So. I, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, the, the, the Hawaii thing, we'll postpone the, the keyword uh, promotion on the air. I think that's, I think that's the, the good call made by the powers that be in concert with Disney. Uh, we really appreciate the, the relationship and the partnership with Disney because, you know, this promotions like this just don't come wrong every day. This is huge. This is a huge opportunity for, for you guys, the station, everybody. Um, but it's just, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pick your, pick your spots, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and they, like we were saying before is everybody just sees Hawaii and they think everything is on fire. And that's not the case. Right. It's Maui. And, and there's ways you can help. We're just talking about, uh, the boardwalk in Orangeville. They're doing their thing, uh, with, uh, giving proceeds, uh, to, to the Red Cross and, and there's tons of other charities. McCooney's doing something. I don't have all the details, uh, on McCooney and what they're doing, but I know they're doing something. And hopefully I'll have that by tomorrow or even by the end of the show today. But just be careful. Like, when you go online, and this happens more now than ever before. Like, I hate to break it to you, and I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but everything you read from the people on Twitter, especially Twitter, Facebook does a pretty decent job of fact-checking. And flagging stuff. And flagging stuff. But Twitter is a cesspool of bad information. They're not real people, Right. They're, they're either A, not real, or B, they're purposely trying to convince you of something that's not correct. Yes. You remember that guy in middle school or high school that would always spread rumors and make up stuff, but he was pretty sneaky where it would never really, you'd never really be able to point the finger at him, but uh-huh. you just assumed? Mm-hmm. That's these people. Yes. And they're all over the place. You know, whether they're bots or not, it doesn't matter. Uh, and I follow some of them just because one, I find it entertaining because I want to read the comments, you know, right. like, kind of gauging what the world is doing. I'm like, really? You believe this person that like, there's no personal information. Like if somebody is, is got a concrete, concrete evidence that a laser beam hit Maui, I would, <laughs> I would think, no, that's one of the conspiracy I, theories. I know. Right? It's just like, where do they come up with this? I, stuff? I would, I would think, I would think that you would want your name out there. Yes. To say, hey, my name is, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've got proof. I'm going to be the whistleblower. I'm going to break the news. It'd be no different than if you saw a meteor that was coming towards the earth that no one else had reported on yet. You you want the meteor named after you. Yes. You know, but that's not true. Uh, the energy weapon. That's one of the big conspiracies. God. Viewed 10 million times. And it shows a large explosion in Maui. Um, but the, uh, the original clip, which... You know, you're never going to know this. Uh, you're not going to do the research. Uh, is is on TikTok from back in May, and it shows a transformer explosion in Chile. It's not even the same place. Wow. I mean, that's that's how di- <laughs> that's how different it is, right? Uh, well, just like the crazy lady on the plane. Everybody, yep. that guy in the green hoodie. Everybody, he's believed, a shapeshifter. He's the shapeshifter. That guy wasn't even on the plane. We found out right from somebody that was on the plane uh-huh. that came on this show. But again, everybody wants. I believed it. Why would you? Why, why would, wouldn't you? Why would you not? Right? Yeah, sure. Like, what reason do you have to go any deeper on the surface? But even that, I could see believing more in that than I can a laser beam from space hit Maui. 
An uh, image of a church on fire in Hawaii has been viewed 9 million times with people claiming it shows, yeah, the laser beam rising from the church into the sky. Uh, is that Nikki on the phone? You got Is that Nikki? I think it is. Yeah, yes. you want to put her on hold? I'll take her. Uh, however, the image has been digitally altered. No laser beam or ray of light can be seen in the original uh, AP photo. You mean that that uh, CGI yeah. is a thing, which you can do in. You know, so you're you're telling me then your own computer. you're telling me then that a team of superheroes didn't get on a floating island and have it drop down onto the actual. Yeah, you know, and here's what's crazy is is especially the people on the radio that really really want to you know jump on the bandwagon because that again they're. They're they're had the same mindset that I used to have of jump. You know, the conspiracy theory is good for radio, right? Mm-hmm. It gets under people's skins. It's not the case anymore. You got to flip flop, right? You know, the 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 opposite of that the approach is to debunk the conspiracy theories right. because they're fairly easy with a little research to do, uh, of to debunk them. You know, and uh, you know, but you get these people that go and they're like, "Oh, dude, it was a laser beam, and it was this, and it was that." Bailey, you don't understand. There's laser beams that are coming down from the Pentaveron in space. They have lit Maui on fire. The frogs are gay. You're not going to believe this when it comes up uh, right after we sell you some of these products here. Is that Alex Jones? That's my Alex Jones. That's yeah. Good. Two other false images have been racking up views. One shows a fireball. And a <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. I mean, bright streak of uh, light rising up towards the night. Uh, that's not true. Like when a 16 year old can can come up with like CGI as good as a movie theater can. Like, what what can you believe on the internet anymore? Nothing. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty silly. Is this Nikki? I don't know. Is this Nikki? Hello. Yes, this is she. Hi. All right. I, who, who is that? I, is that Nikki? Is that Nikki? Oh, okay. Yeah, hold on. It's me. Hey, well, it didn't uh, sound like you. It didn't sound like you. Yeah, I don't have a name up here, so I don't know if it's you who, or not. Who did it sound like? It's it's it sounded like a white guy trying to be a black lady. Uh, right. <laughs> I kid you not. Did it not? I did. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't know what we got. We got we got a got a new person over there. I didn't know if they <laughs> set me up. She or got what? tricked. Yeah, you got tricked. Are you at Are you at the no. You at the airport? I'm on my way to the airport. I'm running a little late. Yeah, isn't your flight leave at seven? Leaves at seven forty. Oh, okay. So you got oh, plenty of time. Did you get your daughter up? Did she she get out of bed? Yeah, I had to get her up. She was still snoozing. She's ready to go now. We're rolling our luggage out to the car, and I have on my cute outfit as you stated, and I sent you a picture. Oh, did she? What did I tell you? As you stated. She's, I, sure bet, I, I bet you've never worn that outfit before. I bet you it's brand new. It is brand new. So, I bought it for the strip. What's the over under on the diameter of that hat? Foot and a half? Uh, no, I'm not wearing a hat. I'm not wearing a hat. I'm buying one. We're having a bet. <laughs> yeah, don't ruin the bet before it's hat. Don't spoil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that part. She's she's lying by the way. She's, oh, you know it. It's over foot and a half. Yeah. <laughs> You'll take the over. I'll take the under on that yeah. one. It's it, her hat's so wide they have to open the windows. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like the flying nun. <laughs> I need to block the sun, okay? So you're going to buy a hat when you get there, right? Yes, yeah. I'm going to buy a hat there. Okay. I want a uh, themed hat. It's funny because, uh, by the way, what kind of parent are you where you take your daughter? She just started a new school like three days ago. <laughs> well, what did you want me to do? Leave her here by herself? 
She's 15. She can be by herself for a week. She cannot be by herself for a week at 15. Absolutely not. I was staying by herself for a day, two, maybe. No, not a week. She could have stayed with us. And then you guys were going to drive her all the way over here to school and drive back and pick her up every every day? Why didn't you wait homeschooler for the week? Right. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have homeschooling options. They don't even have Chromebooks. Mm. How did that? Like, welcome to school. Three days in, mom takes me out to go to Hawaii. <laughs> Let's just tell her roll. Well, I talk to her teachers, so everybody is aware, and mm. they're all working with us. They're mm. really nice, mm. so we're good. Uh, we were explaining that uh, you're going out. You're not going to Maui. Uh, no. But the big promotion that we have uh, with the keywords, we're going to postpone for a couple weeks until we see how the all this whole thing pans out. And your trip was already kind of set in stone, you and Mickey. So it was locked in. So we're just trying to navigate, uh, you know, as we team up with our with our friends at Disney, navigate the waters here. You know, perception is reality. So you, you, had, right. you had really no choice but to go out there because it was already done. It was a done deal. Um, you know, the social media aspect of the promotion that you're doing will go afterwards, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you can probably push that back. It doesn't even matter. But, you know, it's important just to let people know that they can still help. <clears throat> you know, they, they need to help. Right. Right, right. now is the time Absolutely. to help. But where you're going is well over 100 miles away. Yeah, we're going to be all the way at the, the top of the island. Yeah. So, so gonna, we'll be out of harm's way. Out of the harm's way. way she says it doesn't sound like she knows where she's I don't think she knows where she's going. Well, we're going to be all the way at the top of the island. <laughs> what island? Yeah, which island? <laughs> you know there's a bunch of different islands, right? Oh, we lost them. Oh, no. Yeah, there we go. Wait, oh, no, yeah, yeah, oh, no. Damn hat got in the way. <laughs> there we go. 60 right. pounds? Yeah, all right, there you go, Nikki. Enjoy your trip. We got to go. Good talking to you. Thanks right. for the conversation. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, let's do our first round of headlines with her not here, Nelson. We're going to tell you about why some families are calling for change at Folsom Lake. And before things get easier to get through TSA, it looks like they're going to get a little more difficult. Wow, look at that. Two big stories from today. Headlines here in just a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 It's time for today's top two. And a big thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, 530-GOOD-AIR. 530-GOOD-AIR. Best service, best price, guaranteed. That's no BS. Nikki D out. Nelson, first round of headlines, please. A rope swing accident at Folsom Lake turned deadly. The family of 23-year-old Katie Hote is still in shock after she tragically passed away Saturday in an accident at Folsom Lake. Now, this is actually being reported on by all local media outlets, but specifically we got that from ABC 10. Uh, and that's in regards to a, uh, a member of KRCA Channel 3 staff who was on a rope swing with friends in Folsom Lake and tragically lost her life. The, the worker at the station? The worker at the station, yes. Wow, really? Katie uh, produced the 8 a.m. newscast, <clears throat> so she did morning news for KR, uh, KCRA here in town. So what? She hit a rock? She, she fell 30 feet from a rope swing just north of Rattlesnake Bar and landed on the shoreline. Snap her neck. Yeah, so basically she made she went to go into the water, and what unfortunately happened was that she landed. Oh, that's horrible. Line. Yes. That's really, really sad. And now her parents, among other people, are looking to campaign for change and making that so that you're not able to do that while you're out there at Folsom Lake. Yeah, you know, so my daughter, 
I've not been out on the lake yet. I was asked to go out this past weekend with my neighbors, but my daughter was out there a couple weeks ago, and she did the rope swing. Mm. I'm I'm assuming it's a pretty good sized lake. There's probably a couple different rope swings, so I don't know this one, that one in particular. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's like you. It's so odd the things that we see people getting injured or dying from that years ago that we might have done and you never heard those. I don't know if we just didn't hear because we didn't want to hear. We didn't hear because it wasn't reported or what you've got to, you've got to think all these things like rope swing accidents have been going on since the history of rope swings, right? Yeah. It's not a new thing. Yeah. So nobody just walked out there two weeks ago and put a rope swing up and said, Hey guys, check this out. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that people 20 years ago had to have been getting into these accidents. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, the people make the argument, the older older you get, you're like, well, when I was a kid, we didn't have those types. We weren't collapsing on the football field. Uh, you know, like there's a kid, a high school kid here locally, collapsed on the football field. You know, it's like, I don't remember anybody collapsing on the football field. I don't either, but the temperatures weren't as hot then either. They were pretty damn hot. I mean, you tried doing... Saturday practice in, in in Florida in August. I mean, I had two a days in band. You, you, you know what? It's funny. I actually I know of a kid that that passed out because he was so hot. They make you wear those. Hell yeah, damn thick cotton outfits. Yes, seventies. And he's carrying the big drums in uh-huh. front. Yeah, I'll give yeah. you that one. Well, that's you. a little thing. <laughs> so that, that's very sad that this girl. How old was she? She was twenty three. So a young girl out there having some good times. Mm-hmm. And Just at the falls. beginning of her life. Yeah. An off-duty doctor was on hand uh, to give her CPR. She was taken by ambulance to uh, Sutter Roseville, where she uh, tragically passed from her injuries. So what do they want to change? They want to make it so that those rope swings aren't there. Okay. But, like, I mean. I don't know if you can stop that. Well, right. You'd have to ban rope swings. Well, then you would also have to, you figure, ban boats eventually. Aren't there boating accidents that happen as well? That That's kind of what my point was I was getting at is, you know, you start, <clears throat> you, you know, it's it's a hot button, right? Because the mm-hmm. family, you're going through the five stages right. with anger being the first. So, you know, you're angry and you want to see some type of, something. somebody pay attention to your anger. Sure. So people reach out and they want to knee jerk and change everything. And they feel justified. And I'm not saying they aren't. Because when you're in that mindset, you know, the only thing that matters is the person that you lost. Yes. And if you're able to make some type of change, you feel some type of closure possible. Yeah, like you've somehow saved them as well. Correct. Mm-hmm. So I understand it. I right. get it. I, I, I totally understand the mindset. But if you give yourself a couple months, a couple years, whatever, mm-hmm. you might just go, you know what? Swing at your own risk. Exactly. Because you don't know what was happening or what was done or why, what, what, what took place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they've got the details because friends were with them and they saw it. Right? Sure. Yes. But there could have been something as simple as a slip. She yep. fell, you know, a, a, a complete accident. Right. Because it's not like there's it's not like you're at a theme park and there's someone that's monitoring that. And like uh, like when we went, when you guys went on the, the wakeboarding experience where there's two different employees, that are like, OK, now it's time to go. Because you can't ban everything. I mean, everything's dangerous. Yes. Everything is dangerous. Driving in your car is dangerous. Walking from your car to a store is dangerous. Someone almost hit me the other day. Wasn't even looking. Backing out. I, you know, now I didn't see them because they're, they're, they're kind of tucked but behind a, a bigger car. So, I mean, I guess my bad. I didn't, you know, I'm like, whoa, easy. You yeah, know, but if you're the pedestrian. Right. I was I almost almost was able to quit this job. 
which I'll, I'll take losing a leg for a couple mil. That's not a problem. Oh, for sure. A leg? You can stand losing a leg. I don't even think they allow you to put your kids in shopping carts anymore. You know? Like, like where? Because it's uh, that's why they have those uh, gimmicky plastic uh, things. Because they don't let you, they don't want the kids in the in the thing. Oh, you mean the tiny the tiny baskets? No, 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 just the front of the baskets. I don't know. I haven't had kids small enough to put it into a shopping cart in a while, so like my kids hang off inside. Didn't you do that as a kid? Weren't you in a shopping cart? Yeah, you would get into a shopping cart for sure. No, 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 the front where your legs would point towards your mom. Oh, okay. I wasn't following you. Yeah, I get what you're saying now. So you can't hide up underneath it. Right. You know, they they, they don't let you do that anymore. Right. Could you? I mean, you were a big boy, right? Yeah, but I fit in there for a minute. Okay. I mean, it wasn't as many minutes as you, but I fit in there for a minute. I didn't know if there was some cool story you had where the fire department had to come and cut you out of the, <laughs> no. cut you out of the shopping oh, cart. No. <laughs> no. All right, second story. When it comes to trying to get through TSA faster, the answer isn't clear. Security identity platform Clear has expanded to include a new program allowing travelers to reserve a time slot at TSA checkpoints to skip long lines for free. The program also does not include fingerprinting, eye scans, background checks, or interviews. Now, there is a company that is not working necessarily with TSA PreCheck called Clear, and it is trying to get paying customers to be able to cut to the front of lines in security with a biometric scan instead of presenting an ID. So essentially, you would log in with them ahead of time, much like you do with TSA PreCheck as it stands. But then you would already have that stuff on file so that you wouldn't have to submit to ID checks. You would be able to bypass that line. The problem is that Clear has had several security breaches. Yeah. It, and when you go to the airport, I mean, they're pretty aggressive. They they're, they remind me of people at a straw market trying to sell you stuff. Mm-hmm. They're very, very aggressive at the airport. Not so much at, at, at Sacramento Airport, but you know, in other airports I've seen. They're like They will hunt you down and have you pay that $99. Yeah. That's what they want. And I guess, you know, I'll drink for being stupid. I, I don't understand. Okay, that's great. They're going to have everything on file and, and, and this. So if I pay, I get to skip the, the, the allegedly most important security line ever <laughs> because I've paid this company a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. you know, and then you get to this kind of story where they've been breached. Yes. You know, so you're they're having people that pass through. I think also in the story, they gave examples of people that were clear by clear. Yes. Clear by clear. Mm-hmm. And they had stuff. Yes. And if you're able to work the system and if this system's not work, you know, boom. Who's to stop you from loading up after you've already been pre checked essentially? Look, said it a million times, we'll say it a million times more, especially right after nine eleven. TSA is a joke. It is an absolute and complete joke. Uh, not everybody that works for TSA. TSA should have only hired from the very beginning ex-military, ex-law enforcement. Agreed. Period. The end of story. I mean, I'll take ex-firemen. I'll take ex-EMTs. Yep. Uh, but I'll take even ex-teachers, uh, gym coaches. Not the general public. But not the 18-year-old punk kid that's got zero customer service in his body. <laughs> doesn't give a damn if you've got a bazooka in your bag. Nope. And it's the only thing he can do. For whatever reason. Yeah. And he looks miserable. And he's an ass jack when you go, that's not the people you need there. Like you're like flying is supposed to be a good experience. Flying has turned into a, a hassle. It's awful. It's like nobody wants to fly. And for those of you that do this for a living, like you fly like we drive, you know, you've got to deal with that on a daily basis. Your life's probably, you, you're probably a real treat at home, I'm sure. Oh, all right. You know, because they're so mean. 
You know, not every airport, but uh, the, my experience. I can tell you, Atlanta, TSA, joke, horrible. Atlanta's just an awful airport anyway, though. Like, just from top to bottom. It's not just the TSA. That's the problem at, at Hartford. But they don't hire the right people. Then you look at some of the people that are at TSA, and you're going, okay. Let's say you get a bad guy, and you know who the bad guy is. Is that person, is that is that heavyset woman really the one that's going to take him down? Is that the is that the intimidator? No. Karen right there? No. You know, with the with the bulging belt. You know, is 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 that is that don't we want intimidation a little bit at the, nice intimidation. Sure, but just like don't mess with this person. You you want people to travel especially internationally that are trying to do some bad here. You want them to walk go There's no way. That guy that guy's going to just, you know, very sweet to the kids, very nice to everybody, but you know that he's got a switch that once you flip it, you're done so. Also, I I would I would wonder what those scanners that they put you through now anyway actually do pick up because I'm sure you've never had this problem being fit, but as a fat person, I am padded down every time. And they said it's because moisture, okay? You know I'm I'm I've got some sweat that's going on, especially where skin touches skin. So your fat rolls will set off the machine. Your fat rolls go over the ounce allowed on the plane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, we're going to have to ring you out before you get on. <laughs> like, I just started telling them as I'm going through the machine, just just get your gloves out. No, not her, because she's not going to want to touch me. Get the guy over here with the gloves. Do they think that you're hiding, you're concealing something in your rolls? That's what they're basically... I mean, I'm not trying to be a No, dick, no, no, but... no. That's what they're saying, is just the fact that I am fat and skin hangs over, moisture is created there, that sets off the machine. That's horrible. That um, Essentially, I have a weapon. And that weapon is obesity. <laughs> Have you ever seen somebody get uh, stopped at TSA for like a gun or something? No. Yeah, me neither. I, there's a girl that I knew. It's a Playboy girl, actually. And she got, uh, she, so she, I, I don't know how she forgot, but she had a Colt 45 in her bag. Jesus. Now, if you're not a gun person, you don't know what a Colt 45 is, think White Earp. Yeah. I think Old West. You don't forget you have that gun. Right. You know, you could have like a little pocket pistol or something Mm -hmm. and and forget it. It's still no excuse if you're a responsible firearm owner, but a Colt 45 is a good size gun. (laughs) I mean, this this is the stuff at high noon outside the OK Corral that you would, you know, have this gun battle with. (laughs) And this little petite, you know, good looking blonde Uh is going through TSA and they pull her to the side. And I remember the next day seeing the news story and uh, seeing her mug shot. I'm like, sure didn't look like her Playboy spread. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm like, how did you not know that you had a Colt 45 in your bag? And then you see all these people that get popped with these these guns. And they're not bad people. They're just bad firearm owners where they don't realize that they left the gun in their bag. You know, and, and, and they're big guns. You know, good size firearms. You're like, how do you, how do you, how, how do you not feel the weight of that? Well, what was it doing in the bag in the first place? Well, that I can understand because I, there's, you know, I'll swap out a backpack or something, and you know, if 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 I'm, you know, moving a gun somewhere, you know, I I can, okay. I, I can get that. All right, I guess by the time you make it to the airport, though, it just is, is crazy you, to me. But there's also certain guns where you have to know where you have them. Like I have firearms that I know, I know where they're at at all times. 
and if I had a Colt 45, I'd know where the Colt 45 yeah. was. Without even having to think about it. Right. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right. The Colt 45's in the green bag. I can't take the green bag on the. Oh. Okay. Got it. Understood. Uh, I didn't have time to do this, but I'm going to do it here next. I wanted to get back to this conspiracy stuff. So there's uh, the point of me bringing it up with the Maui fires. One, just don't believe the stuff you, you read. <laughs> but there are people that, and this was actually fun, you know, like when you could talk about the JFK stuff and, yeah, you know, those those types of conspiracy, which I think we all can agree, right? The The biggest conspiracy in our country is JFK. Or is it, or, or would you consider 9/11 bigger? See, I don't feel 9/11 is a conspiracy, so I say JFK. But if you talk to Jesse the body, he'll tell you that steel that doesn't melt at that temperature, Bailey. That show is pretty good. I know. It was it was it was compelling. I know. There's but- a clip of it surfacing uh now on the internet from well before COVID of a doctor that they flew in from South America. Uh-huh. That said, that COVID was going to happen. Yeah, oh. that one's that one's a tough that one's a tough one to bypass. By the way, you know some of these you want to get in on it. See, I still I grew up a JFK conspiracist, uh, uh-huh. conspiracy theorist. So, not a, a conspiracist, but a theorist. Uh, you know, my mother was a big uh, you know Camelot person, so that's always been my top. I don't. I agree with you. I don't buy into nine eleven being conspiracy. I don't. But here, by definition, would you say a conspiracy? Is something that we just don't know all the details to. I would. I like that. I've never heard it put that way, but yes. Because if that's the case, the 9-11, there would be conspiracy behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, the FBI and the papers that landed on the desk that went, you know, yeah, they just didn't pay any attention to them. Federal government didn't pay any attention to the idea that these people could do the commercial jets. And the- you know, but how many threats did they see on a daily basis? Now, you flat, earther, uh, flat earthers, you're crazy. Yes. The moon landing conspiracy. I mean, we'll get in all these things, but if you want to say what the biggest one is, I still think JFK, at least in this country, biggest conspiracy always will be. People still to this day, no matter what age you are, want the documents released, and there's still documents that have not been released. And the ones that do get released uh, have all those black lines in it. Mm-hmm. So you can't figure anything out, right? 916-909-0985. We'll have that conversation if you want to get into it here in a minute. Hang on. Welcome back to the program. It's the BS. My name is Jason Bailey. Nikki D is out today. There is Nelson. Your phone number 916-909-0985. Give us a like, share, follow on the social media. Listen to the BS if you don't mind. We were talking about uh, all these crazy conspiracy theories that have surfaced uh it's like for the the fires in maui it's like we just can't accept something as simplistic as a fire right there has to be more and you know i'm kind of split on this is because i do believe that you have to look between the lines like there's always more to every story um but with that being said sometimes you just have to take face value like fires were started we still yet don't we still don't know how they were started right i mean there's people that are already making claims and, and lawsuits that have been filed but nothing has like come out yet right the, the power pay. company and the, mm-hmm. the the power lines and stuff and then of course you start to see the breakdown in leadership of not being notified like we had that young lady on yesterday uh that's on the island and uh she was talking about how some of her friends that are 
for the most part, at ground zero, you're like, we didn't get any notifications. Nobody told us anything. They didn't get us out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're now stuck with a death toll around 100 people, and this going down as uh, the biggest fire disaster in our country in uh, over 100 years. Uh, but, you know, the energy weapon and, and all these types of things are, are, are really, really silly, especially when they're debunked fairly quickly. You know, so like you didn't hear me last time or a couple segments ago, the, the, the whole idea of this laser beam coming from the sky and, and, and blowing up the island, it, it, it's actually a transformer from Chile exploding. And it was on TikTok back in May. Which, have you ever seen a transformer explode? I, I have, yes. Yeah, it's very bright. I was there when Optimus Prime died. Oh, my God, man. It was very, very sad. Jesus. Now, so, you know, the, so there's a book called Weird Florida. And back in 2004, there was uh, the, the boom, the mystery boom, it was called. And I was the only one on the radio talking about this mystery boom. So it was on the 3rd of July, 2004, I believe. And it was a horrible, horrible thunderstorm. And this boom was so loud, it felt like a bomb. And it shook all of Central Florida. Mm. I was on the second floor of my condo. I just thought it was lightning nearby. Right. Brought it up on the air the next day. Just like, God, man, you know, just in conversation, just a quick in and out, blah, blah, blah. I had phones for the next four weeks because it turned out to be that something had crashed and people had seen something crash in a city called Sanford where there is an old dog track. And so I sent a guy out there, Mm -hmm. an intern, uh, Crumpet. No, it's a different. Anyway, sent an intern out there and people in the neighborhood were, uh, telling stories of how NASA was coming out there and how they would see these unmarked vans. I mean, it turned out to be a big deal. What was it? A piece I was, of a shuttle or what? I, we still don't know. Some people are saying it, uh, they're trying to play it off as a tr- – there was a, a video that I used to have, I can't find it anymore, but of a something exploding, and people are like, it's a transformer. No, it's not a transformer because of the color of the light. and the, It was a whole thing. I was on that Coast to Coast show. What? Yeah. That's awesome. Not our bell, but the other guy. Who cares? That's Jim awesome. Nori, Nori, uh, yes, whatever his name was. Yeah, he had me on that show to talk about it. That's wild. Yeah, he was like, I love stuff like, like that. It's like, I know it's a little strange having a radio DJ by the name of Buckethead to talk about a mystery, but we do. We've got him on right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, pretty cool being on your radio show, dude. I'm a fan. <laughs> not on anybody, uh, usually not on anybody else's radio show. This, <laughs> right. is, this is neat. So uh, the JFK conspiracy, I would say, is the biggest conspiracy uh, in our country still to this day. Uh, I mean, argumentative, right? You could say 9-11. You -hmm. could say the moon landing. uh, I mean, take your pick, pick your poison. But JFK, to me, is like there's, there's no reason for us not to know all the details. Exactly. I mean, enough time has passed. The deal was, uh, from what I remember is that we, Joe General Public, were supposed to get all the details when a certain bloodline was gone. Right, like it was, like someone had to be done, not with us anymore, and then all of those documents would be unsealed. And I think we're there. We're almost there. We have to be almost there if we're not there already. You know, which is crazy because you have RFK Jr. running for president, and he's a big conspiracy theory, right? Yeah. But he's on this COVID train and I'm like, dude, with you and your weird voice, if you want to win people over, tell them what happened to John. Right. Tell us what happened with John. Tell us what happened. Tell us more details on your dad. Or, right. Or Bobby, I was just about to say. Right. That's what you do. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're, we're a little bit over the COVID stuff. You can't tell me the family doesn't have at least some inkling. Right. You're, you're going to have an idea. 
Yes. You know. Who was it? Uh, it was Earth- the mom, right? What? It was the mom, right? Oh, what, what is my theory? Mm-hmm. I go back and forth. You know, Dave Meltzer. You know who Dave Meltzer is? Uh-huh, I know the name. Dave Meltzer, uh, History Channel, yes. um, Decode It. Mm-hmm. He's also an author. He's a buddy of mine. And when we have him on, I'll bring this up. Uh, we'll have him on at some point in time. But he, on conspiracy theories, he's got a he's got a really good kind of way of looking at it. He says we buy into conspiracy theories on whatever the flavor of the decade is. Okay. So with JFK, if it were in the seventies, the conspiracy theory would be Cuba, right? Because that's who the bad guy was. That's well, I'm surprised it wasn't more Cuba anyway at that point because he was a part of the Cuban Missile Crisis. That was the, the Bay of Pigs. The, that mm-hmm. that was that was the that was the the, the villain. Cubans were the Cuba. Fidel was the villain. Mm-hmm. Then you get into the 80s and the conspiracy theory changes to Russia. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Russia. Then it goes, and then also in the 80s, towards the end of the 80s, you get into the mob, right? Because mm-hmm. the mob. Oh, yeah, and the mob was really, like, top of mind then because you're talking about Gotti is being busted then. You're talking about... Uh, Giuliani cleaning up New York. Right, New York being cleaned up, exactly. Right. Then you get into the 90s, and it's a different flavor. And then you get into the 2000s, it's a different well, flavor. Well, in the 2000s, it's the government again. It's the government. You go back to the government. Right, because 9-11 helped fuel that. So in order to buy into a conspiracy theory, you people have a tendency, probably subconsciously, to whatever the flavor of the, the decade is. So you're telling me that I was affected by the flavor of the decade because I'm a I'm born in 82, and so my first memories of news would be early 90s, and I have always thought it was the mob. There you go. Because what? The ties were the mob got him elected, then he turned on him, and then all of a sudden the mob came calling and they weren't uh, they weren't having it, which also ties up uh, Bobby into there uh, neatly as well, I feel like. Right, and if you were a product of the 80s, you know, for the most part I was, you know, you'd probably lean maybe little mob. Like, you'd probably have a little mixture of all three. <laughs> okay, yeah. You'd have a little mixture of all three. All right. Uh, the earth has been sucked into a black hole. That's another conspiracy I theory. I know that. Yeah. Uh, so we're all just waiting to die? The, we're already dead and we don't know it? Well, those are the people that thought the, the world's going to end in 2012. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. they're, like, what do you do if you're all in on your conspiracy theory and it doesn't happen? Like, you're part of one of these cults. You're like, August 15th, 2023. <laughs> That's when the four horsemen are coming back. And I'm not talking about Ole and Arn and Rick and, and Barry. They're not, it's not those four horsemen, different four horsemen. They're, and then you wake up tomorrow morning, you're like, man, I don't know what to tell my people. Do you remember you having me call your old show in Florida after the world didn't end? Yeah. Say what? I was a doomsday prepper and I lived in Kansas. Did I not say Brad Meltzer? You said Meltzer. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. You had me call up. You had me call up after the world didn't end in 2012, and I was supposed to be. I was from Kansas, and I just put all of. I built a bunker, <laughs> and I convinced my family to get down into the bunker. Yeah, you you asked me a bunch of questions about what this exact thing. What am I going to do now that the that the world didn't end? Disney created uh, Frozen as a distraction. I've heard that. Because uh, Walt Disney, uh, I guess, frozen? He's frozen. His uh, head. head. Yeah, his head is frozen. His head is frozen. And so in and order. It, and it's in the Magic Kingdom, right? Yeah. Or and in order to make sure that when you search frozen Disney, he doesn't come up in any of the searches, they made that movie specifically so it would take up all the first 20 pages of Google. Well, some of these are good. I haven't heard of this one. The Denver International Airport. 
Good airport, by the way. Uh-huh. Is the Illuminati's headquarters. Really? Well, no, not really, but that's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the airports embraced it, and they, they kind of poke fun at it. Uh, but they think there's secret tunnels and lizard layers lurk beneath. Oh, my God. I love the lizard people stuff. So there's probably people that go to that airport every day and ask questions. Uh-huh. The Earth is hollow. That's another one. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah, but what good does that do us? Like, okay, say the earth is hollow. What now? Well, it's something to talk about at Thanksgiving. You know, you know what I mean? At least with flat earth, I can see, like, the why you would get all worked up. The, 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 the one person in everybody's family that's hell-bent on one of these conspiracy theories <laughs> is, like, the guy you don't want to bring to dinner, but the guy you want to bring to dinner. Yeah. Because other than that, it's going to be kind of boring. You always say that one family member... <laughs> That's always very overdramatic, and they're the world is flat, the earth is hollow, I know all the details, let me tell you about it, by the way, pass the peas, right? And you can't argue with them uh-huh. because, you know, you're, you're, you're the bad guy if you try, so you got to just sit there and listen. I remember getting, I would push buttons, shocker, with a, a lot of my family members, so growing up in a very, for the most part, conservative family, um, they... Uh, my one of my uncles who's now gone. I remember having this debate with him at dinner about you can't define normal because you know I'm this college kid. I know everything. Oh God! And in my sociology class, I just learned that one hundred one. I still to this day, you know, still say you can't define normal because you can't. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to find normal unless you say normal is whatever the mainstream is to you. Sure. Because that's what people think normal is. Mm-hmm. There is no normal, right? Because what normal is to him is not normal to you. Mm-hmm. Vice versa. Uh, so I'm having this conversation with this, I mean, old school, ex-Navy, very conservative guy. He just did not like that. He did not like this kid debating him. No. Because in those days, you did not debate the adults. No, you respected your elders and you shut up. Right. You, they were always right. Prince Charles is a vampire. Did not know that. Never heard that. What if all these things were true? Yeah, but he's a day vampire. I've seen him in the light. Yeah. He's the day walker. He's blading. He's a vamp. Well, he does wear a top hat. I think vampires do. Okay. How about Bigfoot is real? He might be, man. More people believe that. So if you believe Bigfoot is real, you probably would have to believe a lot of these other conspiracies. Like, what makes your conspiracy better than anyone else's conspiracy? Grainy video. Grainy video, right? Like, <laughs> you know what's funny is, out of like all the other conspiracy theories, all the other video footage and 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 photo footage is great, except for Bigfoot. That's the only one that's bad. Right. right. But, you know, you could have flat earth earthers that can go into Google Earth and somehow make the earth look flat, but you cannot find a perfect picture of Bigfoot. It just does not exist. I guess there is, since uh, HBO Max became, uh, uh, like, it rebranded itself as just Max, mm-hmm. they've added a bunch of content on there. And I was on TikTok, and this guy said, there is a show, if you're into stuff like this, there's a show you have to check out. It's called Mountain Monsters. There are eight seasons of it, and it's six hillbillies, and all they do is go all over the globe and try and kill cryptids, which is what a Bigfoot is, a Yeti, uh, a Mothman. They never find anything. Of course. They're not trying to figure anything out about it. They're literally trying to kill them. Isn't it funny (laughs) how the shows that we all get sucked into, we already know the ending? (laughs) (laughs) I was all in on the curse of Oak Island, and I used to work with this girl, 
And she would make fun of me all the time for watching it because she's like, look, if they find something, it's going to be released in the news before it's shown yeah. on history. Right. There's not going to be a media embargo. And I go, I, I know that. I understand that. But that's not the point. The point is, is I have to watch them try and find it because uh-huh. they are finding things. She's like, but they're not finding this big. I mean, the the, the show's still going on, I believe. <laughs> and they haven't found this money pit. And they're like in their 12th uh, season. And for half the year, they go live in Nova Scotia. <laughs> The the Gina brothers, and I've interviewed them before from Nova Scotia, and these guys are all in. I mean, they're they're very serious about this, but Uh as the show has progressed, like any other show, it's gotten worse. The production has gotten worse because you add new players and characters, (laughs) and you have these people that don't even belong there. And then the original people, like in this case, the Laginas, they don't even show up half the time. No, we're out. They're, They're like, all right, you know, eight seasons and we're done. You guys find this stuff. <laughs> the Nazis have a secret base in Antarctica. I've heard that before. Oh, and so they're still around? Yeah. Okay. They're still around. I haven't heard that. I think they've got bases pretty much everywhere in the country now. I mean, people that believe that stuff. We're all living in the Matrix. That's a big, uh, that's a hot one nowadays, right? Is that there's a glitch in the Matrix? And uh-huh. what's the, um, we live in a, uh, a simulation. Simulation. Mm-hmm. So this, what we're living right now is not real. Yes. And the idea is that what proves that is if we can create a simulation inside the simulation. What does that mean? It's like we can create artificial reality, which means that proves this is how the conspiracy theorists view. Because we've made artificial reality and AI, we are AI. Oh, that's deep. And it just continually feeds into itself, and each level lower gets worse and worse. There's a guy that came out with that. I don't know. The moon isn't real. I heard from a flat earther one time. They tried to convince me the earth is flat and the moon is a projection. And that when the uh, eclipse happens, that's them updating the firmware of the moon. <laughs> that's awesome. I don't know when they made computers and put one in the sky. But yeah, that's what the eclipse is. What, what, what is it for the people that think the moon landing is fake? Is something about the flag uh-huh. that it's waving? Waving or not waving? One of the two. I think that it's not waving. It's not waving. Because it doesn't wave, does it? I don't, does it wave in space? I don't, well, there's no atmosphere up there, so I don't know why it would wave. There's no wind. Right. Right. So, yeah, so it's, it is waving. Or it's, it's one of the waving things. Okay. You know, it's <laughs> like, well, pff, there you go, point proven. And I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, they photoshopped the flag in there, to be honest with you. They said that we didn't have the technology to fake it back then. That's what, like, we didn't have the ability to make Photoshop and movie shop or whatever. There was no CGI back then, so we had to have gone. Well, you do know, like, the, the, the famous picture of George Washington crossing the Delaware with the American flag? Yeah, where they took he, that with a Polaroid? Yeah, he did not have the flag at the time. That's, that's all been fabricated over time. Okay. He, when he crossed the Delaware, he was not, he didn't, because they were trying to stay on the DL when they crossed. Oh, yeah, not, I guess that makes sense. He's not waving let, a flag. He wouldn't let him know yeah. that you're coming. <laughs> it was like in the middle of the night or something. And, and, and so that's that's been added over time. They say the flag is waving. The reality is it's just the low gravity. It's crumpled up, and they didn't, like, pull it taut. Gotcha. The Titanic didn't sink. And tell that to the people that just went and tried to look at it. Yeah, where is it then? That's a real definitely need your money back from Ocean Gate.
That's until Ocean Gate gets added into that conspiracy. Apollo 17 wasn't the last moon mission. Um, zombies can rise from the dead. No. Bill Gates is making fake snow. <laughs> He's making now, fake okay, so I be- there there is something called the Harp Project, which is a device slash weapon that produces weather. I believe that the, we've had we've got some way to manipulate weather. Yes. So you can look up Heart Project. I believe that is a real thing. Amelia Earhart was eaten by crabs. I believe that. Okay. Well, they, they what they say is that's why we never found her. Is that she crash landed theoretically? She died, and then nature, you know, dust ashes, ashes dusted us. That like she was just eaten by nature. She was eaten by three foot long coconut crabs. Okay. Well, I don't know about how big the crabs were. That's horrible. But crabs will eat anything that's like. There for them to eat. 5G causes cancer and COVID. I've heard that. A solar flare caused. So four slides over, the Titanic didn't sink. Four slides over, mm-hmm. a solar flare cl- uh, caused the Titanic to sink. Oh, okay. The Black Knight satellite is an alien spacecraft. I mean, there's tons of these things. Sirens were responsible for shipwrecks. I mean, well, that goes to the Iliad. Okay. How about... Um, how about um, the reason why we have the Mandela effect is because of CERN. You know what CERN is, right? The Large Hadron Collider? No. So it's just a scientific thing for physics, and they took particles and slammed them into each other. And when that happened, it opened up a crack in reality. And now when you experience a Mandela effect, it's because you have shifted from the universe that you were born in. And the Mandela effect is believing something that isn't true based off of something you heard. Yes, well, or something you believe you remember from growing up. Right. And it's all, it's called the Mandela effect because there are a group of people who think that Nelson Mandela died in the 80s in prison. Right. When he did not, he died in like 2012. Right. Yes. So when you think Berenstain so, Bears versus Berenstain and stuff like that. I, yeah, I did a bit on that with all these different Mandela effects, mm-hmm. and it's actually kind of fascinating. It's just something that you believe that's not true, but you believe it because of something, you, you know, for years I thought it was a craft of wine. Right. Carafe of wine. Mm-hmm. You know, something that you believed a long time ago. But did the Monopoly man have a monocle? Yes. I don't think he did. And that's the thing. Some people all, people vehemently remember him having a monocle, and he doesn't. No, he does. No. I'll bet you a dollar. I'll take that bet. The Monopoly man has a monocle. No monocle. You got to give me a second now. Mr. Peanut has a monocle. Mr. Peanut does have a monocle. Monopoly man, no monocle. All right. Well... That's what we'll do during the break, then. Mm-hmm. We'll look up the Mr. Monopoly man and the, and the monocle. <laughs> uh, I was not there on Saturday night, but I am told before Nikki D left us today that she and Nelson went out and she made you do something that you originally wanted to do, but then later decided didn't want to do, but ended up doing anyway. Yes. So we'll see what that is here in a minute. Hang on. Hey, Ian in Yuba City. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you? On top of the world, sir. What can we do for you? I was curious how uh, somebody would want, um, like myself, would look up the Coast to Coast radio show yeah. that, you, that you were on. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I couldn't tell you. It was so many years ago. I have no idea. I don't even know if that show's still in the air. Is it still in the air? I think with our, well, our Bell's not around anymore, right? No, he's not. Ian. Right. It, well, okay, that's what happens when you talk about shows like that. You just kind of disappear. Oh, What's no. this Nikki happened earlier too? Like the phones just dying. Do we have like prepaid minutes or seconds? 
did Odyssey not pay their, their phone bill? Can people just call for eight seconds? And oh, my God. It's called the, the BS, the eight-second the, the eight show. If you do decide to call us, uh, make it sure make sure you can get your point in in eight seconds or you just disappear. Uh, I don't know where I could find that episode. I have no idea. I have absolutely zero clue. Uh, I don't even know if the show's still on the air. But it was called The Mystery Boom from 2004. Mystery Boom. I'll keep looking for it. I'm telling you, I was the only person in the world talking about it. I was on all these different uh, publications and everything. I was in a book called Weird Florida. <laughs> You didn't know about that, did you? Uh, you, I think, told me when we when we first got here. Yeah, because like, I was looking for that book. <laughs> Sold out. I know. Can't find it. Right. <laughs> so you and uh, Nikki's out today. She'll be back with us tomorrow. She'll. Uh, she, she's. I'm sure she's not very happy with it because she's doing this promotion with Disney, which I was talking about earlier. And, and, and you know, we we have this huge uh, promotion to give you with this getaway. To this beautiful Disney resort or for you and three of your family or friends. And it's huge. But, you know, you say Hawaii and you automatically think fires. You're not realizing that Hawaii is different islands and it's a good, you know, big place. And there's different places that you can go. Mm-hmm. Now, we would not send you to Maui, no. of course, but where we're sending you is far from it. Uh, but in concert with Disney, we decided that, you know, right now is not the time to do the promotion, which I could not agree more on right now as far as nikki and mickey going out there that's a separate part of it that is is already done deal and they're not in harm's way they're not going to be um getting in the way of of any cleanup or any help they're they're very very far away from all the fires and stuff like that so anyway for you the good news is this awesome promotion that we're doing with disney still going to happen but just in a couple weeks let's give it a couple weeks let's focus on Stuff like I was telling you before with the the boardwalk in Orangevale, what they're doing, um, trying to raise funds for the Red Cross and Habitat uh, for Humanity. So, so it's already started, but going up until September 10th, they're donating 100% of their net proceeds from all the ticket sales to the tragedy. Rocktheboardwalk.com. You can see the different shows there. Then they're going to have this big uh, Operation Help Maui event on September 10th from 1 to 6. They'll have different bands performing inside the venue auctions, live and silent, donation stations, food, uh, trucks, uh, cocktails, DJ, big to do. And 100% of those proceeds will be given into the care of a nonprofit to distribute to the Maui fire victims. So focus on that stuff right now. We'll get to the promotions, you know, in a couple weeks. You know, let's let's see what we can do to help right now. Not buy into the conspiracy theories. No people are losing their lives, losing their livelihood, losing their homes, losing all their possessions. And then we'll move on to the fun stuff and get you out there. It's just perception is reality. That's all it is. Yes. You know, you say, hey, we're giving away a trip to, to Hawaii. You're going, what? You crazy? You know? And again, the example I gave is like hurricane hits Miami and go, oh, we're not going to Disney. It's five hours away. But still people here, Florida. Yes. Right, right. So it's just it's a, it's just it's a mindset. So that's where we're at. Again, told you I'd be honest with you about stuff like that. I hope you appreciate it. Um, that's just kind of how I am. I think it's important for you guys to know. Because I see radio stations, they'll do these things, and they'll try to trick the audience. I'm going, it's not the way to do it. No, it's also not the 80s anymore. You just can't do it. You know, listeners are too smart. It's just uh, you, can't, you, can't, you can't pull the wool over anymore. Uh, so Saturday night, you and Nikki D went out, mm-hmm. Nelson. And would you guys go out to dinner? And then what? You said, hey, let's go do open mic. No, I made the mistake of saying to her that uh, a few days prior to this, I was thinking about trying open mic stand-up again for the first time in 21 years. But again. 
Yeah, well, I did it once, so I would have to say again. How, how did it go the first time? It was awful. Yeah. It was a horrifying experience, and I never did it ever again. Okay, and so 21 years later, you want to recreate I that just wanted to, I just figured, like, I'm. it's time to... You know, I murdered someone 21 years ago. Oh. This is a horrible experience, and everyone, I never got caught, and everyone to do it again. You know what? It's been 21 years. I'm going to give it a shot again. Yeah. See if it had a different feeling this time. It did. It was a rush. It was a rush cutting him up. No, it was, uh, no I'd just been sitting on the sidelines. I've been a big fan of stand-up. That's not to say that I could do stand-up or I'd be any good at it, but I, I've in a place in my life where I was tired of being a chicken about it. But I also like to say I'm going to do things and then not do them. Oh, yes, you do. Mm-hmm. And then I did that around her, and she goes, okay, we're going Saturday. And you did it. Yes. Well, I almost didn't did it. You almost didn't did it. Uh-huh. So I, uh, when we were how, still- How did you almost did not did it, did it? Well, because uh, I have a list of, of open mics. I guess Sacramento is like ripe. With open mics. Every night of the week, you can find an open mic. Sure. Most cities, uh, you can. So I um, had never gone looking. Well, I found one. It was Saturday night. And she goes, we're going to that one. And I go, okay. Was it not so open? It, this was the first time they were doing a stand-up showcase. They started at this uh, Folsom Street Market or whatever. Folsom. Right. They started doing the second Saturday of every month where it's not an open mic. So how did you get up there? Nikki D. She go and complain to the manager? Yes. So you got up there with the pros. It was so embarrassing. Luckily, there was a lot of time in between me and the pros, so there was like not... Everybody left? Uh, well, so yeah, you, there was no one around, basically. Excuse me, ma'am. Could you stop sweeping the floor and just listen to me real quick? No, he put me on early. So the whole thing was supposed to kick off at 8 o'clock. Let me hear some of your jokes. No, I don't have any... It's... I, don't, I don't care about the whole timeline. I want to hear no. the jokes. Why? I'll, be, I'll Let me be your crowd. Well, but... but... So why would you do it if it's embarrassing? I don't. Well, I don't know. It's like I don't know why I did it. I said I talked about dating apps and how how uh, how um, you know the thing about dating apps is is they force me to date inside my league. You know, on a dating app, I'm a, uh, here in in the Midwest. I'm a four in California. I'm a two, and so I have to play in that in that market. Whereas out in the wild, I have an opportunity to catch her at just the right time, and maybe she's going to make a bad decision. She's going to be with me. And so then I went on to talk about, see, it's already, I can't even look at you. Like, this is so painful. Right, I'm going to go to the bathroom. This wow. Is, I'm going to wait for the next act. I'm going to get better at this before I bring the jokes to you, okay? This is exactly why I didn't <laughs> want to tell her about it. I didn't want to tell you so about what, it. What was the crowd reaction? They laughed. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> was it a charity night? I felt like it, yeah. 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 It, yeah. Uh-huh. Why is it every big guy that works with me has to do stand-up? I just love stand-up, man. Like, you love music. I love stand-up like you love music. It's uh, Yeah, stand-up is the hardest stage to be on. I know, but if you These could... guys are next level. I know, but... Their wit is crazy. You don't think I'm funny enough to do it? I wish you luck. I'm funny enough to be on your show. I go toe-to-toe with you, and you're very funny. You could do stand-up. <laughs> Yes, you could. Don't be humble. That's it's, fine for you to be humble now, but you could do stand-up. Every, you are smart enough. You have right. a good enough spin. Okay, I stop. Every radio guy thinks they can do stand-up. I've got friends that do stand-up. Uh-huh. Let me give you an example. Ian Bag, one of the best stand-up comics out there right now. Sure. Not a household name. He hasn't been in a movie. He hasn't had his own sitcom. He's done TV, and he's got specials. Mm-hmm. But you cannot find a better stand-up comic uh, on any given night, not just occasionally. On any given night than Ian Bag. Okay, I like Ian Bag. yeah. Best stand-up comic out there. 
That guy's on a, just a different level as, as humanity. But was he that way day one? He couldn't have been that way day one. Oh, no. But you start early. You don't start when you're 41. Why? I, it's no. There's never too late to start. Oh, I knew that. I knew the book cover was coming. It's never too late to start. I, I knew the book cover. I knew the cliche was coming away. No, look, here's the thing. I wish you nothing but the best mm-hmm. of luck. And I'm glad the crowd laughed at you. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. See what I mean? You can do it. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to be a joke. The crowd laughed at you. That's great. I think that's cool. I'm going to do it again. I, I want to be there. See, it's one thing to go up there and tell jokes and get through your 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, sure. or whatever it is that you go up and do. Uh, but it's another thing is when you get a heckler. So how can you handle the heckler? I don't know that That's, I can. That, well, you got to learn how to do that. That used to be my favorite part about going up on stage is the heckler. See, I think you'd be good at that, too, challenging a oh, heckler. Oh, I, I'm very good at that. I, 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 I've been... I've had some. I got some stories. See, a heckler horrified me the first time I did it, and so that's why I didn't do it ever again. See, that's that, that's that's where you have to win the crowd over, and everybody turns on the heckler. Mm-hmm. But if you lose the crowd, and the heckler then is the leader of the crowd, you're done. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's that's a, like I said, it's a tough stage. Um, uh, old friend of mine, Kevin Smith, the director, his uh, he would always come in uh, in Orlando. Uh-huh. His family lived there, and so. He would come into my show and stuff, and then he and Jason Mewes were doing their smodcast at, at the Hard Rock one night, <laughs> and and he's like, "Hey, will you open for us?" And I just thought he meant bring him out on stage. So he's so we get there, and he's like, "All right, go out there and do it about 15, 20 minutes." It's like you got to be kidding me! Oh my now I God. can talk for 15, 20 minutes, and I can tell stories. Sure. Uh, and I got to be honest with you, I was a little nervous when I went out there. Yeah, but how'd you do? They had to pull me off. See? Because I was having so much fun. Well, that's what I mean. You're telling me you couldn't do it. I'm not saying that you could do it at the level of Ian Bag tomorrow, but I bet with a year's worth of practice, you could be up there and a paid comic. But I'm not a joke teller. I don't tell jokes. See, but I'm not a joke teller either. And But so much of the stand-up I'm into is just what I'm already doing on the radio anyway, which is relaying uh, interesting slices of my life. That you're not sure of. Because everything I, that you say ends with a... I just, I'm so bad at it. I just don't know. Now, that's funny, actually. I could probably sit there and listen to you do that. When are you going next? I was going to go sometime this week. I don't know what day. Well, tell people. Have people go out and support you. Somebody will go out there. Oh, I'm not ready for the audience to come out and see. So you want to go and tell jokes to a crowd, but you're not ready for a crowd to show up? What I'm saying is, like, I'm, <laughs> I don't... I want to just be like all these other people that are doing it right now. They get to be undercover. They just get to go out and do their thing. They don't have someone coming with this preconceived notion of, oh, it's Nelson. Not that we're anybody. I'm nobody in this town, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Let one person who listens to the show show up and think, well, I thought he was funny on the radio, but this is painful. I'll I'll find somebody. That's what I mean. I'm going to have somebody go out and record you. Oh, God. So you got to let me know next time you go out. She recorded it. Oh, Nikki did? Yes. I don't even know why I told you. Why didn't she give me the audio before she left? Because we're not sharing that audio yet. <laughs> yet. What, do you have to tweak it? No, we don't have to tweak it. I'm just... going to dock it? You want to edit it together so it's funny? No, I, I don't know how much. That's going to take a lot, a lot of editing. You have to find a pro editor. Right. <laughs> find somebody really good. All right, second round of headlines. And then we've got those uh, Wolfgang Van Halen tickets. Mammoth WVH at Ace of Spades. Uh, we'll play a round of order up. I get to play. So without, Are you excited about that? I am. Nikki's not here, so uh, I will be the person that helps everybody out. 
and then Nelson can run us through the game. So you can start lining up maybe after headlines uh, for the Wolfgang tickets, 916-909-0985. What do you got coming up? Well, where would you have been if it wouldn't have been for Cotton Eye Joe? And 27 years with the King, and all it came to was cake. All right, two big stories from today. Get you that here in a minute. Hey. And a big thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, goodguysheatingcooling.com. We're talking best service, best price, that is guaranteed. That's no BS. Good Guys Heating and Air. Nikki D's out. Nelson, please. The Cotton Eye Joe may have cost this athlete big. Oh, wow. Cotton Eye Joe just came on mid-rally. Oh, wow. Are we in tech? A tiebreaker at the Montreal tennis match was interrupted by what you heard right there, the Cotton Eye Joe between Jessica Pagulia and Iga, I'm not going to get her name right, Swiatek. They were trading points back and forth. Pagula ahead, 4-3 in the tiebreaker. The ball was in play. Everyone in the venue heard if it hadn't have been for Cotton Eye Joe blaring from the speakers, to which the chair ump immediately suspended play. The point was replayed, and in the end, the interruption may have changed the momentum because Pagulia never scored another point, Oof. losing 7-4 to four in that second set. It's crazy how focused you have to be, I mean, for any sport, especially at that level. Mm-hmm. But as a tennis guy, I, that's, I, I mean, I've been up, you know, five games to one, and then they come back because I just lost focus. And actually, one time it was because of music. Really? Somebody who's playing music on a court nearby, which is, you know, you just don't do in that sport. And it was one of the coaches and all these kids. And I was like, what are you doing? And I just couldn't focus. I couldn't keep my head in the game. Uh, so it is a thing, but it's kind of funny. So you're thinking like, you know, these tennis tournaments, they have DJs. You know, they have a production booth. They have yes. a company that runs it. Right. I was a part of one for the, uh, the ATP uh, 250 in Atlanta for years. And so somebody just potted it up, hit the button on accident. Yep. Like, we've done it before, but not, I don't think, ever in play. It's kind of funny. It didn't apparently affect her too much because she bounced back and won the match in the third set. But imagine you go four straight, um, what, four straight games without a point scored. No, four straight points. They were in the tiebreaker. No, she said, well, I thought it was, no, four to three, right? Four to three in the tiebreaker. Oh, okay. That's what I was. First one to seven. Understood. And then Swiatek won 7-4. Yeah, 7-4. Yeah, she came back and did that. Yeah. yeah. So she did come back in the third set and you scored can't have, You can't have any noise. You know, there was a tournament some years ago. Uh, at the time, he was an up-and-coming player, but he's an American, Francis Tiafel. Mm-hmm. Good guy, really good uh, tennis player. And he was playing a small tournament in Sarasota, Florida. And there was an apartment nearby where two people were having really loud sex. <laughs> And it bled over to the court, and they had to stop play. But you know, you like you look at his face. Like you, you can find the video on you know online. Just Google it. But it's uh, it's really funny. I mean, what do you do? You know, you can't you can't help. You know, you can't help if it's one of these smaller tournaments or whatnot. Like there's stuff nearby. You can't help that. Uh, The one in Atlanta, there was a train that would go by every once in a while. Do you think they did it on purpose? The people that were going at it? No, I don't. I don't, really I don't think anybody gave a damn about the tennis tournament. I don't think they just wanted to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> just having themselves a good old time. All right, second story. You give 27 of your best years to a company, and what you get is what they have lying around. I'm happy about anything. I'm thankful for anything I get. I'm not, I'm not that type of person. Believe me, I've been through a lot. 
Now, that man is 54-year-old Kevin Ford. He works as a cook cashier at the Burger King inside the Las Vegas airport, and he has been an employee for 27 years. Yeah. And he has announced that he was retiring from Burger King, yeah. which is not something you hear of a lot. Correct. But Burger King wanted to honor him, and so they sent him a goodie bag. Well, that's very nice. That's your good guy story of the day, huh? That is the good guy story of the day, but that's not why. Why? It's because he good guy that he is was just happy to get anything the internet was very upset and they raised one hundred and sixty thousand dollars on a gofundme for him i don't understand that why who's giving to that i mean yes it's a nice story and you feel bad for the guy but a hundred over a hundred thousand that's probably more money the guy's ever seen Mm -hmm. these gofundmes are out of control like that's what people think right Anytime, how can you help money? Bam. And you know what? You're not wrong. The, the day and age of going deliver, to deliver a bottle of water for the guy that's thirsty yes. is long gone. Mm-hmm. The guy could live next door to you, need a hydration station, and you're like, <laughs> you know what? Instead of going next door and giving him a bottle of water, I'm going to start a GoFundMe go for him mm-hmm. at my house so I don't have to leave it. I'm going to donate $5 we're going to raise $100,000 probably for some water for this guy. What all you got to do is walk next door to give him a bottle of water, but that's not how we function anymore. No, but I'd take $100,000 over a bottle of water anyway. I know, me too, but it's the thought, like, you know, in this business, when you would see a tragedy, you would be boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. Radio people would get out, and it would be station-specific. It wouldn't be the cluster. It wouldn't be the market. It wouldn't be the company. It would be station show specific. I like that. Sure. It still is competition. And you want to be the guy that comes out as the superhero. Right. And you would get in there where the trees were falling. People needed water. People needed backpacks. People needed clothes. And you were in there. Yep. And that's good. They don't do that anymore. No. And I remember when they stopped doing it. And it turned out to be an everybody thing. Your idea, but everybody does it. And you get no credit, zero what's for your idea whatsoever. And then you just, but you wouldn't even go out to it anymore. Mm -hmm. It would be, oh, we're doing it all on the air. And some other business, some other company is going to do it for you. Right. And then they're going to get all of the reward. Right. We're going to let the Red Cross, we're going to let, instead of you actually going to Sam's Club or Costco, getting pallets of water. You know, water is always the go-to, right? Pallets of water. Yeah. You take the water to the people. Not, Not anymore. You raise funds. And there's an organization there. Now, the thing of it is, is that it all makes sense mm-hmm. because that's the smart way to do it. I just am old school like that. I like to do it the hard way. Well, it also makes you feel rewarded. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's less reward in just like, oh, whipping up a bunch of people into a frenzy and then having a, a business come out and do the dirty work, as it were, for you. That's crazy. 100 k for that guy because, they. Were, I mean, let's be honest. He was working at Burger King for 27 years. Right. He's happy he got anything at retirement. Yeah, at that point, he is happy he got anything at retirement. He didn't want anyone to think he was ungrateful. And the reason why he stayed as long as he did is because the airport paid benefits. So Burger King didn't have, like, the health insurance. They didn't have to run that. The airport did. And so in order to keep his daughters and his family on his insurance and get them, they had deals that get them into college and everything, he stayed on in order to further his family. What a... How, how did the story get out? Did he leak it? His daughters had posted it on social media. Smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, he did not return my he did not return my messages. What was your message? I, my message was, hey, let's get you on 
The Bailey Show and talk about your success. He didn't respond. Uh-uh. But he did follow me back on TikTok, so I don't know why he hasn't responded to any of my messages. How old is this guy? 54. Young retirement. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, what, and what now he's got money he can go and travel, and he can see his grandkids, and he can... Yeah. Yeah. 100K, you can do a lot with that. Yeah. A lot of Whoppers. <laughs> I think he's probably done eating Whoppers. Probably done eating Whoppers. Time plus for you, Big Mac. Plus, you get free food if you tally that up, right? I'm sure you got free food every day. Well, you get one shift meal, I bet. Yeah, 10 bucks a day. Oh, yeah. Well, at the airport? What do, you think, what do you think a Whopper costs at the airport? Right, a little bit more. Maybe there 20 bucks a day. That's a job of benefits. Wolfgang Van Halen, we should, if all goes well, have him on the show tomorrow. But his uh, he's going to be back in town, Ace of Spades, uh, August 26th. It's the Mammoth 2 2023 tour. Uh, great guy. We've had him on before. Great dude. Of course, the son of Eddie Van Halen. An extremely uh, talented guy. So if you want to go see Mammoth WVH, at the Ace of Spades, I got a pair of tickets right now. This is going to be, I want to say fun, possibly, but very, very interesting. With Nikki out, we're down to me and Nelson. Yes. So we have to figure this out because one of us has to help you guys with the game. We're not just going to let you do it and just drown in the middle of the water. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be your helper today for Order Up. So Nelson's going to play a piece of audio within that audio in different categories, uh, and he'll tell us what the category is, and within that piece of audio there's three pieces of audio labeled a b and c we together collectively as a team have to order them up oldest to newest all right i'm here for you guys so if you want to play 916-909-0985 need some players we'll do order up here next hey thanks for being here it's the bs my name's jason bailey nikki d is out there is nelson and we're going to do a round of order up for these mammoth wvh tickets Wolfgang will be at the Ace of Spades on August 26th. And grab those tickets, LiveNation.com. If all goes well, he'll uh, be back on the program tomorrow. There's uh, Steven in Sacramento. How are you, Steve? Good morning, sirs. Uh, all right. Your competition is Rick and Elk Grove. How are you, Rick? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good, 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 good. All right, so here's the deal, fellas. I get to have a rare opportunity to play with you. So, if I do poorly, promise me that it's not going to get back to Nikki D. Mm-hmm. All right? Promise. Promise. All right. Everybody's, everybody's promising. Yes. So, again, let me explain the game, Steve, Rick, and everybody listening. It's called Order Up. Nelson's going to take the reins here. He's going to give us a category, then play a piece of audio. That piece of audio has three pieces of audio in it, mm-hmm. A, B, and C. We, <laughs> as a team, have to come up with the order uh, oldest to newest. Yes. Older up. That's the game. All right, Steve. You're up first. Are you ready? Yes, I am. All right. Now, remember, you get it right, you get a point. If not, uh, Rick gets to steal and vice versa. All right, Nelson, go ahead. The first category is game shows. Game shows. Game right. shows. And for you, this is when they debuted, so you understand that, the game shows. All right, go ahead. Nope. Uh, this one here. So you're going to uh, start first. Who's going to draw for your team? I'm going to draw. You're going to do it yourself. Okay, let's go. Go. Okay, glasses. Glasses is right for $100. $900. In the secret square, and the contestant who picks it first could win a prize package worth over $2,200. Which star is it? C. Jeopardy remains. Okay, I'm going to go with it. Jeopardy. Final. Final answer. Thank you, audience. You got it for $16,000. Okay. Uh, Game shows the category. Yeah, here we go, Steve. 
This is what I got. Tell me if you're on board. If not, let me hear what you got. I've got A, I believe the show is called Pictionary, B, Hollywood Squares, and then C, who wants to be a millionaire? I'm positive on B and C. Where are you at? I'm going to go, well, let's see. I thought the first one was uh, win, lose, or draw. Win, lose, or draw. You are correct. That's it. Okay, win, lose, or draw. All right. I'm going to go B, A, C. B, A, C. Uh, I like it. Yep, that's what we'll go with. B, A, C. And B, A, C is your final answer? Yeah. And that would be correct. Yeah. Win, lose, or draw, uh, uh, Hollywood Squares, 1966, its debut. Win, lose, or draw, 1987. And who wants to be a millionaire, 1999. And everything's been on TV. Yeah, I got to tell you. That's how you play the game, guys. Oh, my gosh, I mean, we were in and out, Steve. We nailed it. I wasn't all over. I mean, Nikki might have to sit this game out. All right, Rick, you're up, sir. What's the category? The category for this is remakes. 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 All right, go ahead. Here you go, B1. What kind of tape? A tape. A regular tape. People run it. I don't know. You start to play it. And it's like somebody's nightmare. And as soon as it's over, your phone rings. Cause if you feed me, see my I can grow up big and strong. <laughs> you eat blood, Audrey, too. Let's face it. Many men have wasted their lives in the foolish pursuit of Hamanoptra. Most have never returned. I think you found something. Whoa. Mm. They all movies? Remake. They were all movies that have been remade. Yes. Uh, Rick, I'm clueless on A. I have no idea, but I'm going to guess that's the newest, just based off of the audio. B, I want to say is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And then C and then C, was it Frankenstein? Oh wow, I didn't recognize I didn't tell honestly I didn't recognize any of them at all. Yeah. Um, Um And you think A's in there? I would go, God, I'd go CBA, but I it's just guessing at this point, just from the sound quality, I guess. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I, I agree. I would go CBA as well. Um, okay. Yeah, I'd go CBA. CBA. CBA is your answer, final answer. Yeah, final answer. And yeah. that would be incorrect. Oh, Sorry, Rick. All right, Steve. It's not CBA, so would it be BCA? BCA, correct. Yeah. All right. Is it correct? <laughs> correct. Yeah, I hope so. BCA. BCA, and that is absolutely right. Man, I'm sorry, yeah. Rick, but good for you, Steve. What you're looking at is The Little Shop of Horrors, Little 1986. Shop Little and, Shop of Horrors. Originally made 1960. The Mummy with Brendan Fraser is actually a remake. The oh, 1999 sure. movie is a remake of the original in 1932. And in 2002, The Ring. Oh, okay. The Ring. Not there on The Ring. All right. So Steve has got two. Rick's got zero. And Steve, the board is yours. And in this category, it's music. Music. All right. Here you go. I like a lot.
first real six string. Born in at the five and dime. <laughs> Category is music. Yeah, so we got A, Meatloaf, B, Nine Inch Nails, C, Brian Adams. Uh, oldest to newest, you're going uh, A, C, B. Yes, I am. Yeah. So is that, I mean, you're going to have to do 20 of these when I play. Because Nikki I takes. Know, I know all these bands, so I'm a music lover. So I, I'm going with what I said. I picked all of these thinking that it was Nikki D that was going to be playing it. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be done in like five seconds here. Well, uh, you're also not giving him an opportunity. I should be giving you an opportunity. Are you sure? I don't want to play your gimmick. ACB. ACB is what we're going with. Yeah, ACB. Okay. ACB final answer. Yeah, that's right. ACB. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, don't yeah, say yeah, That's right. <laughs> well, I know when I'm right. I mean, <laughs> thank you, baby. You're welcome, sir. Well, all right, Rick. Let's get back in this game because here's the deal: if if Steve if Steve gets this, then uh, yeah, you're done, Rick, and and that's all my fault. So, all right. Well, here we go. What's the next category? The category is TV series. TV series. Oh, I got yes, sir. He says, I got it. Doesn't even need Bailey on this. Right. D1. And the big green thing in the middle of the bigger blue thing on a map is an island. I was hoping for something a bit more creative. Now, shouldn't we be speaking to the patient before we start diagnosing? My little brother's trying to follow me to school again. Ike, you can't come to school with me. Go home. See. That's my boss. Cute, huh? A little repressed, though. But what a head of hair. And it's all his. <gasps> oh, that's the butler, Niles. A butler? Uh -huh. It's very classy. Well, it's like living at Caesar's Palace. Okay. Um, we're not getting the easiest ones here, Rick. No, I'm not. I've got nanny for C, but. You've got what for C? The, the nanny, right? The nanny. Okay. That was. Is Frank, that. Frank Drescher. Okay, I got designing women. She was in that yeah. too, right? Oh no, I don't think so. No. Okay, so the nanny. Oh, there we I go. Hope not. <laughs> B was South Park. We know that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure what A was at all. Do you know what A was? Uh, it sounds familiar, but I, I can't think of the name of it. So. Um... All right. Well, let's let's go off of. So South Park's been on the air for like 500 years. So this is going to be tricky. Um, the nanny, South Park, and then A. Oof. You think it's CBA? Uh, nanny, nanny, South Park, and then whatever A was. No, I would. Well, it's your t it's your guess. I would say BCA. BCA, BCA. Yeah, okay, I was thinking that too. I mean, South Park's been on the air for a while, but the nanny's real old, like way older think, than uh, South. It, yeah, it goes back to the early seventies or something. I think so. Well, not that late seventies. Late seventies, no. Okay. Okay, so so BCA, BCA, right? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> it sounds okay. <laughs> sounds okay, but does it sound correct? Hold on for a second. Uh, what was A? Can I have an answer? I know, I know. Okay, we're gonna go. What do you want? Go. What do you want to do, Rick? Just you give me an answer. Uh, BCA sounded good to me, All and right. you kind of said that too. So I think we're in we're in uh, okay. uh, union here. BCA. BCA final answer. Yeah. Why not? And that would be incorrect. Son of a oh Jesus. <laughs> Steve, what do you think? <laughs> I'm gonna go B. C B A. C B A. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh Oh. C B A. CBA final answer. Yeah. 
CBA would be correct. Son of a gun, Rick. I'm I know, I know. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. We'll we'll have tickets uh, for the rest of the week. So feel free to please call back tomorrow, Thursday, Friday. All right. Okay. What the hell? All right. Thank you, sir. We're gonna thank you. Let you go, Steve. Congratulations. You just ran it up on them there. Tickets to see Wolfgang. Uh, what's that? Did you break the record? Did I break the record? Actually, you did. Yeah, I think you did. Actually. Yeah. I, I. If we're gonna go by time, which I think a lot of it has to do with Mary, but. <laughs> You're the quickest, <laughs> most dominant winner of this game so far in our time here in Sacramento. Well, and have we ever had anyone sweep 4-0? I don't believe so. I don't think we have. I don't believe so. I think this is a first. Well, can you tell me what these were? These I was about to. Yeah, yes, please. I was letting you go. See, yeah, me too. I don't know. The, the Nanny, purple. 1993. Okay. So I liked Designing Women, though. That's good. I'm going to have to keep that in my back pocket the next time you play. That's South hard. Park debuted 1997. Yeah. And then Hugh Laurie in... House. House. House, 2004. That On was Fox. A. That was a good show. Yes, and had a long run, so I'm surprised you didn't recognize you, Lori's voice. God, son of a gun. All right, well, either way, Steve, uh, enjoy your Mammoth WVH tickets. We appreciate you listening. Have yourself a great rest of your week. I'm going to put you on hold. Jackie's going to get your information, okay? Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, sir. All right, hang on. Are you disappointed in how well you did? Yeah. I you mean, know? I like, you know, I don't know if Nikki milks it on purpose or what, but... <laughs> Well, I'm telling you, going through this, no chance she knows Little Shop of Horrors. No. Well, She's I didn't either. It, I said Rocky Horror Picture Yeah, but sure. she wouldn't even have She'd call it Feed Me Seymour. <laughs> yeah. That's you know true. what I mean? It would be Feed Me Seymour, uh, and she would get the ring, and she'd be all uh, boned up about that, mm-hmm. and rub it in our faces. Let's go, the ring. Yeah. And then the mummy, eh, probably not. The mummy was, the, I think, the toughest out of those, because I only left a little piece of the, the name Habanaptra in there. And somebody asked me the other day, um, believe it or not, I met somebody that listens to the show like in person. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, like for a new show and you're new to town, uh-huh. that's, that's a good feeling. And uh, it was at this new gym that I joined. And they were like, can I come in and play? And I was like, yeah, I guess. Uh-huh. I go, I don't know who's going to get you at the door, but <laughs> we don't have any extra bodies. Yeah, no. I was like, but, you know, if you want to chance it, I, guess, I don't know how that works. I mean, I guess you can. I mean, I know how it works. I just don't know sure. how it works here. Right. So if you want to come in, that's fine. Sneak them in. Uh, I, I get, yeah, that's fine. I mean, if you want to come in the studio and play one of the games, people dig the games, I guess. Game of Tones especially. Well, we need people to come play Game of Tones, honestly. Come play Game of Tones. So I guess uh, that's the thing. Dude, this new gym that I joined. So our sister station was out. Both two of our sister stations, the uh, alt station, the top 40 station, they were out doing an appearance there over the weekend. This new gym that opened up across from my house. I wondered if that was your new gym when you had said that because I saw the pictures of you out there with the sister station. Yeah, well, I, it literally is right up the street, and I'm looking for a new gym, and so it's this 24 hour fitness, and it's kind of like it's it's kind of like Crunch meets LA Fitness, and for some okay. reason, LA Fitnesses aren't around here, which you would think they would be all over the place. Yeah, here especially on the East Coast, they're all over the place. I don't know why they're not here. I have no idea. But anyway, it's like those two gyms that meet. Anyway, so I go out there and I was I went out to say hi to him on the weekend and I was going to go in and join while I was there. You know, I was like, hey, look, you know, I, I was going to, hey, the radio station's out here. I came here because of them and uh-huh. just make them look good. Not that they needed my help, but anyway. So I get that there is a line wrapped around this freaking building. What kind of deals did they have? Because I'm I have, it's a grand open. I have no idea. She didn't go in. No. <laughs> I don't do lines. 
I hear you. They had a like they had a like VIP carpet at a tent. They had this big security guy there, and I'm going, and people were waiting for hours to get in. I'm like, what kind of deals do they have? And so I was told it was the same deals online. I'm like, why are these people waiting? I guess they're waiting for a tour of the gym. I'm like, no, for the most part, a gym's a gym. Right. You know, I mean, you can look into the windows and kind of say, okay, they got this, they got that. That's what I do. This is what I need. <laughs> okay, let's rock and roll. You know, sign me up. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back uh, the next day. I'm going to go back on Sunday and sign up. So I go back yesterday my, or Sunday. My wife and I go back in. There's still a line wrapped up around the building. There was a line wrapped for the second day. I guess they extended whatever promotion it was. Again, did they still extend it online? It was the same deal. I, I didn't understand. People so, just like new stuff, man. So I went and uh, I signed up uh, online on Sunday night. I got a membership for, for me. And I got a membership for, you know, my wife can uh-huh. go with me as a buddy pass. And then I got a membership for my daughter. Right. So she can go. So we went there for the first day yesterday. And I got to tell you, man. And I don't want you to repeat this. Well, I will not. You want me to turn your microphone off? But I think I think this girl's checking me out, and that doesn't happen. Oh, I'm like at that age, you know, and then you just know. Oh, no, because no. I, you know, I got the ring and your hands. But my, but my, my wife went to the bathroom, and I was stretching, and I, you know, I turned my head when I stretch, you know, and, uh-huh. I, and I'm kind of gr- like not grunting, but I was yeah. like kind of. It looked like I was smiling. Uh huh. I think this girl thought I was smiling. She got a smile off you. And she smiled back at me, and I got nervous. Oh, I didn't know what to do. I was like, where's my wife? She's looking. Yeah, right. It's a test. And then so when she got over, I was like, all right, let's go work out. Uh-huh. Did you immediately tell her? Because that's no. your MO is usually you tell Rach immediately when you think somebody is. No, I didn't tell her at all. I didn't say anything. I mean, it, she's probably listening now for the first time right now. It's oh, like no. she should feel lucky that I stayed with her. Could have left her right oh, then and there for this girl. You're ridiculous. I mean, I really think the girl wanted Wanted some. She she could see the the ghost of Big Daddy Bang Bang. She yeah the shadow. The shadow. There it is. The yeah. shadow of Big Daddy Bang Bang. <laughs> but there were still people there yesterday lined up, not around the building. And I, <laughs> and I wanted to ask somebody. I'm like, what are these people waiting for? Is anyone working out yet? Oh, it's ton tons okay. of people in there. This is like a gym gym too. This is a good gym. This is like dudes in there. So you be able to get weights? Is what you're saying? There's more than one plate. Yeah, there's more. Yeah. It, Somebody from Planet Fitness needs to go to this gym and go, oh, they put more than one plate on the machine? Yeah. They got dudes in there, like mean-looking dudes. Nobody's doing the hip thrust? No, they've got a machine for that, though. Oh, that's nice. They don't have the lineup of TikTok girls in the, <laughs> taking up all the equipment so they can thrust their hips up to the sky uh-huh. and make everybody in the building look and feel awkward. Uh-huh. The Blind Side, the movie, everybody remembers it, right? Sandra Bullock, uh, she got an Oscar for it, I believe. Tim McGraw did a bang-up job. Uh, the guy that played Big Mike, Quentin, uh, what's his name? Quentin something or another. You know, he did a good job. CJ, Phil Collins' daughter. Uh-huh. She did good. Everybody did good. It was a great story. We loved it. We fell in love with it. We fell in love with Michael Orr, the real-life football player that went on to play for the Ravens and also the Panthers mm-hmm. had a good, really nice, long NFL career, made tons of money. And now out of nowhere, Big Mike says the blind side is all a lie. Oh, come on, man. I'll tell you that story in a minute. Hang on. This is why we can't have nice things is because we find out years later it's not true. The blind side, great movie. You know, a movie that we all watched, Sandra Bullock. Uh, Tim McGraw, Phil Collins' kid, 
You know, it was a good cast, great story, where this well-to-do family takes in this young man who's living on the streets. And, uh, you know, there's the the race conversation because Big Mike, uh, Michael Orr, is African-American. The Tuohys are, you know, lily white with Mm -hmm. money. You know, and they they're not seeing color and they bring him in and uh, they end up, uh, you know, putting clothes on his back and food in his belly and a roof over his head. And uh, they bring him into the family. He then goes off to college. I believe he goes to Ole Miss and then um, he goes and plays uh, professional football and makes millions and millions of dollars in the NFL for, I believe, the Ravens and also the Carolina Panthers. And now Michael Orr is suing. Sean and Leah and Tui claiming they used him and made millions off of his name while he got nothing. And the blind side is a complete lie. He also claims that he just recently found out that the Tuohys never adopted him mm-hmm. like they claimed they did. Instead, they tricked him into signing documents, making them his conservators. Yes. So essentially it works like this. By the time he was they were able to adopt him, he was older than adoption age is what they said to him. So we can't adopt you, but what we can do, they call it, Michael, a conservatorship. But it's really us legally adopting you. As his conservators, or claims they deprived him of the rights to his name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. The conservatorship this is like the Britney Spears stuff. Yes. Yeah. Only there's someone uh, toxic at the helm. The conservatorship gave them the authority to handle all his financial and legal affairs. If they adopted him, he would have retained those rights. So they had also made millions off the movie, along with their two kids, while Orr claims he got zero, zippo, nothing. Uh, Orr wants the court to terminate the conservatorship and force the Tuohys to forfeit all the money they made off the rights to his name and story. Now, his lawsuit, this is what he says, and it's a quote, where other parents of Michael's classmates saw Michael simply as a nice kid in need, conservator Sean Tui and Leah Ann Tui saw something else, a gullible young man whose athletic talent could be exploited for their own benefit. You know, he played in the NFL for seven years. Uh, the Internet wants Sandra Bullock to give back her Oscar. Wow. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Yeah, what does Sandra Bullock have to do with you know, I mean, if you want to make an argument about giving back a trophy, give Reggie Bush back his yes. Heisman Trophy after watching the Johnny Manziel untold documentary. You're right. Right. Of all the, the improprieties when it came to money. Right. But, it's t- you know, we got to stop this going backwards stuff. I mean, if you can do that, you're probably going to strip people of a lot of things once you find out the truth behind this. I don't know. I, 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 there's something else here. It's, it's, it's just not this simple. There's just no way I can see this being a huge setup. You know, like this kid, like we're not arguing this guy was on the streets. We're not arguing that this family took him in. We're not arguing that this family gave him opportunities like to get in the NFL. I mean, we can agree, right? There's 99.5% chance Michael Orr would not have gotten in the NFL without the Tuohys. Right. So this family gave him a lot, and I don't doubt that they're his conser- conservators. But I, do, I, I find it hard to believe 
he didn't know that or just didn't understand that? I think it's that he didn't understand it. But also, based on his claims that I've read, they didn't do anything. He didn't do any diligence after the fact to try and figure it out, and he just believed that they had his best intentions in mind. And I don't know. I mean, like, the 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 Tui, uh, the Tui dad has spoken out, and he's obviously he's, he's saying, no, none of this is true. Right. Um, they've got tons of money. I mean, he sold off all his fast food chains for, like, well over $200 million. Sure. It's not like they needed Michael Orr's money. Right. Michael Orr, you know, according to Google, I think is worth around $16 million, which is great. You know, it's, it's good. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to be hurting, let's just say. So I, I, I don't I don't know if I, I, I there I, what I'm thinking is it's a it's a straight up in your face family dispute. Like there's something that happened mm-hmm. that really pissed him off that either he found out later in life and it was held from him or he understood it a different way and he wasn't happy with it. And when he went to them, there was a dispute and he goes, watch this. To me, it feels like either a loved one has moved into his life and started digging up oh, that's the past. That's a good one. Or is he under some kind of new management? You know, because I could see like a talent agent or whatever coming back through and looking at his old deals and going, you know, Mike, there's a bunch of tip money that got left on the table. Well, there you go. And whipping him into a frenzy. But it feels more like that there's like a girlfriend, an old family member he's reconnected with. Someone who's like, well, did you did you see any money from that? Did they pay you from that movie? He uh, has always actually hated The Blind Side, which I've read before. Well, yeah, because it doesn't. I mean, it makes him look dopey. Stu- he says it makes him look stupid. Yeah, but you got to ask yourself, were you stupid? I mean, was- I have a hard time believing that he was that aloof. He didn't know how to, like, there was one scene in The Blind Side where she had to come up and teach him how to protect someone on a football field. Right. You're telling me he was that big of a gentle giant, and all of a sudden, in one light switch, she turned him into a dominant NFL Well, I think that's, ho- that's Hollywood, but yes, I do, yeah, I've seen a lot of big guys play football. I've played with them. Uh-huh. And they're, they're puff cakes. I mean, they're just pushovers. Okay. I mean, even, even the jacked of the jacked. Or the biggest of the biggest, uh, if you've got no talent and no aggression, then you're not going to be a good football player. So I've seen these big, you know, goofy guys. I mean, that was always a thing, at least when, you know, I was playing football. Like, I'd see these big, goofy guys get, you know, D1 rides, full rides, because of their size. Uh And what colleges say is like, well, we can turn them into, you know, something. We just now have the size. Sure. You know, versus taking a football player with talent, without the size. Bulking him up. It was like, well, you're not going to get any bigger. Right. So I'd rather take the size. And I've seen that a million times over again. You know, so, yeah, I actually do believe that. I believe that he was a gentle giant. Okay. And he needed somebody. Because the whole point of that in the movie is to explain to the audience that there was something inside this guy that just needed to be brought out. Okay. And it was love and it was it was protection. It was that's why they went through the whole thing of, you know, doing kind of like the psych test on him. Sure. He scored, you know, at the upper percentile, upper 10 percentile of protection. Mm-hmm. You know, so like they tapped into that. So they're showing what side the the good side of him. Okay. You know, hence the blind side. Right. Not just the left tackle, the blind side of the quarterback. It's also kind of a metaphor 
for the blind side of his life, his character, his personality, all that kind of stuff. I still watch the scene in the truck if I need a good cry real quick. Oh, my God. I do. What scene? I do. It's the scene where he puts, where he's. arm the kid, CJ. She comes around. I could cry just thinking about it. Oh, my God. Because she comes around the corner. I don't have Nikki here to save all this. (laughs) She comes around the corner. It's just me and you, buddy, today. So I can't have you crying. And he's so, he's so sad. He thinks. LJ, or whatever his name is, AJ, KJ. CJ. CJ. I think. CJ, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Michael, you protected him, Michael. I can't weep just thinking about it. You know, Mrs. Uh, Tui, it's like something just reached out and redirected the, the airbag. I just don't believe this. I don't, <laughs> I don't believe that this family had this master plan of taking this large black kid off the streets and making millions of dollars off him. Uh, when they were already they were already affluent at that point. They were already wealthy. I mean, why would you why would you shake up your life and bring a total stranger in your house if you don't have some type of I mean, there are believe it or not, there are still people in this world that have got good in their heart. Like I I you know and I'll be the first to be a pessimist and and, and and question things like this, but I don't know, man. I mean, the guy went on to the NFL. He went on to college. I don't know if he graduated college or not, but he still had the opportunity. He had many opportunities because of this family. Now, whether they did some things that he didn't agree with or not after the fact, I don't dispute that because that's just how business works. Yeah. Right? If you've got somebody that's in control of your finances – they're not going through everything with you. Yes. So, I mean, that's how you lose money. That's how Billy Joel went bankrupt. You know, all these people, Dane Cook, you know, yep. trusted his brother-in-law. It, mm. You just, sometimes things like this happen. You know, you trust the wrong people. But if he's not broke, he's not bankrupt. Yeah, that's a good point that you make. Because, like, in the the case of Dane Cook, that was, like, one of the biggest comebacks ever because he just one day found out he had no money. Same with Billy Joel. Right. Billy Joel's uh, financial guy took him for everything he got. Well, even uh, what's his name with Amber Heard? Johnny Depp. He had a similar situation. Of course, he was burning through a bunch of his money, too. But uh, So, I don't know. Something smells fishy to you? Yeah. I, I don't think this story's done today. Let's just put it that way. I think there's new love in his life. She's greedy. That one I like. Mm-hmm. I like that. He met some new girl. And it's believable. Yeah. She's she's like, what? $16 million is not enough for me. She's like, I've never seen that movie. It's stupid. <laughs> some young girl. She's 22 years old. <laughs> <laughs> she probably still thinks Sandra Bullock's his real mom. <laughs> she took advantage of you and then won an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Sean Tui denying that the family made any money off the movie or that they'd ever try to exploit Michael. He says they remained very close with Michael until about a year and a half ago. Something happened. So a year and a half ago, something happened. I think it also could possibly have to do with a lot of these guys when they're out of the NFL, they don't know what to do with their lives. Yes. You know, I mean, if they if they don't have the, the brains to get a – you know, a job or they didn't invest in, you know, some type of business. Mm-hmm. That's why you see all these, you know, Post Malone on the billboard. Or was it on 65 with Canes? You know, like, like what the hell's Post Malone buying into a chicken company for? Whatever. Because he's, he's smart. He knows yeah. that there's a shelf life, possibly, to his music. 
Well, I had always heard that Dennis Rodman had said himself that someone a long time ago told him, Dennis, go buy a crane. Go buy a crane. That's he bought, right. He bought a crane, and it's one of three cranes in the world. And if you're going to build a gigantic building, you need this crane. And then he rents the crane out. <laughs> and it's just money forever. What a great, great piece of advice. Right. <laughs> Who would have thought to buy a crane? I was uh, Best piece of financial advice I ever got was find a way to make money while you sleep. Ooh, that's that passive income, right? Yeah. So, you know, Airbnb is good. Ooh, and you can sleep in it. Well, you can't sleep in a way. You can stay the money. there, yeah. Uh-huh. You're, but you're, but it's a catch twenty two because <laughs> you have to rent it out from yourself uh-huh. for free when somebody else could be staying there, right. and you don't know if somebody's going to book it or not. Uh-huh. So the entire time you're there, you're either working on it like I was, uh-huh. and you're wondering, wow, I wonder if this would have been booked this week. Oh. So technically, I am paying for it. Yeah, actually, I'm losing money. Oh no, right. All right, third round of headlines, and then uh, we'll talk to a good buddy of mine. His name is Pete Evick. If you've ever seen Brett Michaels, you know, from Poison Tour with his solo band, Pete's uh, Brett's guitarist, and he's an old dear friend of mine, and he's going to come on. He's got this new book that I didn't even know he wrote. I, like, I saw something on social media, and I text him, like, dude, did you write this book called MTV Famous? He's like, yeah, it's like it's, it's, it's crushing. People are buying it left and right on Amazon. I'm like, this is a brilliant book. And he's like, thank you. I said, you want to come on and tell people about it? He said, absolutely. Yeah, let's sell some books. Yeah, so uh, we'll have Pete on here at the end of this hour. What do you got for headlines? When it comes to fighting fires, it's a little difficult to do if you don't have the equipment. And when it comes to Sacramento homeless, a tiny idea could have big dividends. All right, two big stories from today. Your third round of headlines getting learned a little bit here in a minute. Hang on. Thanks to good guys, heating and air. You're looking for the best service, the best price. That is guaranteed. Make sure your system is running tip-top. And these are the guys to do it. Good guys, heating and air. 530-GOOD-AIR. 530-GOOD-AIR. All right, third round of headlines. Nikki D is out today. Nelson, please. As fires raged on Maui, fire hydrants were not stepping up. A very alarming issue, that is. Firefighters, of course, need water to put out fires, and that is not what they're getting. Right now, you can see a fire hydrant right across the street from where this fire took place, and they tell us they are all dry. It's a two-part problem that firefighters are uh, encountering in Lahaina, as there is just no water in fire hydrants. Where's the water at? The problem is, is if they get water out, it's very weak because it comes from wells. So two parts. One, all of the structure damage has melted water pipes, resulting in depressurization of the entire network, and power outages have stopped well pumps. So where does the well get its water if it doesn't, does it rain that much over there? I mean, uh, it doesn't say that in this story. Because that's how wells will accumulate water. Yeah, well, there's never been an island that I've been to that it didn't rain every day. Oh, okay. I don't know. Never been there. So they can't put out these what's left of the fires. The problem that and they were having a hard time. Isn't even, that a son of a bitch? You're on an island. Surrounded by but, water. And you can't put out the fires because you have no water. Right. Because what are you going to do? Is you got I mean, you can lay a tube in the ocean, but then you still have to get that water from the ocean to where the fire is. Yeah, that's nuts. You know, now is when you start to, you know, pick apart the problems. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the biggest ones that, that's coming to head right now. And we find out how stupid we are and a lot of times our leaders are because they miss things. You know, it's like, well, we're going to budget this. 
but we're not going to budget this. I mean, what are the odds? And then the odds. And then they're going, wow, who do I blame? So basically, when they went to put the fires out and noticed that they were lacking at the fire hydrants, they quickly switched to evacuation measures. So if these fire hydrants had been working, they could have stemmed some of the damage. Yeah. This is also, I believe, this disaster. Again, perception is reality. I really buy into the perception is reality thing. Uh, Is, you know, you see on the news that the government's giving another $200 million to Ukraine and not one word has been spoken, not one visit has been made. Right, by the president or any high-ranking official. By anybody. And and that's just, you know, you go back to uh, Hurricane Sandy and the help Bush caught, you know, because yes. it took so long to get anybody in there. Now, there is something to be said about waiting in order to get in there because you don't want to put the rescuers' lives at risk if you don't know what the situation is. But you look at, uh, I'm not Sandy, Katrina, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But you look at Katrina, I mean, it was like four or five days in. Yep. And, I mean, if Geraldo is able to be on a bridge with bodies lined up on each side of them, you would think that the military can the, get the president. The military in. or the FEMA or somebody can yes. get in there. And it's the same thing over there. I mean, you know, you see people reporting from ground zero as, you know, the, the heroes, which are the firefighters and the first responders, are taking care of their own. And, like, there's no help. There's not even talk about it. That's going to play you know, we're coming up into a big year. In an election cycle, it's not a good look. Not a good look at all. Roughly 1,000 people remain unaccounted for, and it's uh, possible many were able to escape but haven't checked in yet. This fire is the deadliest in the U.S. in more than a century, the worst actually occurring in 1871 in Wisconsin where 1,100 people died. Who do you check in with? Well, you can check in with any one of the disaster relief agencies. You just call the them up and say, hey, I'm alive? And on Facebook. Oh, oh Don't yeah. You remember, like as as uh, natural disasters, specifically hurricanes, it's a big deal in Florida where people are checking in safe, marking themselves safe on Facebook so that families know that they're being taken care of. That's gotten kind of watered down over the years. People are like, I'm safe from the movie Barbie. And, right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and, and, and I've said this a couple times today, and, and I'm going to keep repeating myself uh, for those that, you know, join us at different times. But. You know, Nikki and our, our midday rock star, Mickey, are uh, off to Hawaii. Nowhere near, you know, uh, where the fires are. Yes. But this was a promotion that was was on the books weeks and weeks ago, well before this disaster happened. So that doesn't really concern you. But if you want to know where they're at, that's where they're at. Because Nikki will be back on the show starting tomorrow remotely. Um, but with that, uh, you know, in concert with Disney, We've got this amazing package promotion to give to you. I mean, we're talking, you know, all expenses paid for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, airfare and uh, resort credit and ground transportation and room accommodations for you and, and three other people. Uh, and we were going to, we were supposed to start that promotion like next week. And, you know, the powers that be, you know, with the good mindset that they have, uh, again, in concert with Disney and throwing them into this is like, you know, again, perception is reality. So, Let's just hold off on the promote. We can't go on the air and talk about giving you this beautiful vacation to Hawaii, <laughs> right. even though it's nowhere near the fires. Doesn't matter. Um, but I just, you know, they know that you're going to go, what are you talking about? You can't send this to Hawaii. And again, I, I give you the same analogy I gave before. Hey, I want to go to Disney, you know, on the other coast. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, there's a hurricane that hit Miami. I'm not going to Florida. Nope. It's just the whole, people don't know that, or they do, and they don't think that way. So uh, hats off to the people that made that decision. Because that was a very smart move, in my opinion. Uh, but don't worry. 
this promotion's still going to be there. This promotion's huge. So if you just hang out with us for you know a couple more weeks after the fact, then you have this opportunity of a lifetime. I mean, talk about getaway. This is a getaway of all getaways uh, for you so and your beautiful. you and your family. Yeah. So just stick with us. All right. Second story. When it comes to helping the unhoused, Sacramento County is going tiny. Sacramento County's first safe state community on the corner of Power Inn and Florin Road. This is our first um, purposeful non-congregate shelter, and we're looking to do more of them. 100 tiny homes, 75 of them housing one person, while 25 can house up to two people, are now available at Power Inn Road and Florin Road in Sacramento County. It is the first purposeful, as she said, non-congregate shelter, and we're looking to do more of them as KCRA reports. That was Emily Halkin, of the, uh, the Director of Homeless Services and Housing for Sacramento County. The county said that it would welcome guests as soon as next week. Each cabin has a bed, some storage space, and is equipped with heating and air conditioning. Where, where, are, they, where are they putting these things? They're, right now, the first community is off of Power Inn Road and Florin Road. So they're, just, they're pre-manufactured, these little tiny houses, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And they just plop them down there. Yes. You've seen the television shows. Yes. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's exactly what they look like. Right. And they've got heating and air conditioning. I want to Airbnb you a weekend at uh, one of these. I think I would do well in one. I really want to put you in one of these. <laughs> It'd be like a Willy Wonka moment. <laughs> 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 It'd be awesome. I don't know if I could get in the front door, but I think I would do well. And I don't need a lot of space. <laughs> there, There's a uh, a guy or a company, I don't know. This, I saw this years ago, this video. You know, the, when 3D printers became a, a thing, right? So uh, th- th- they can build houses with 3D printers. Yes. And they were doing these in certain parts of the world. Like, like third world countries. Like third world countries. Mm-hmm. You know, they go to like a village in Africa or something. Yep. They'd bring this printer with them. And it would lay cement. You it's just, really cool. Real cool. You just push a button. I mean, it's not a it's, you know a huge estate, or you know, you're not no. getting a swimming pool, but it's a roof over your head. You're not going to die of malaria. And you it, can put up nets. Yes, you can put up netting so that mosquitoes can't get in. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty badass. You know, so I don't know what the answer is for all these people that are on the streets. Um, I'm a big fan of giving a hand up, not a handout. Right. I was a part of an organization that did that many, many years ago. Uh, we would we had a, a a building that had classrooms. It had a um, a grocery store, and if you if you you know after you filled out the paperwork, mm-hmm. I mean because it, it, the numbers for the federal government for what is poverty would really surprise you. Yes. It's you would look at the numbers and go, you can't live off that. I mean, this was like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. You definitely cannot live off that now. I mean, it was like around forty thousand dollars for a family of four. Yep. And you go, how can you not live off? I mean, you're not going to be rich nowhere near it. But how can you not live? Off? You can't. No way. Not in California. It's impossible. So what this organization did was it would um, it would take these these individuals that were on the streets, bring them in. Uh, teach them how to do an interview, help them with their resume, get nice. them into some clothes, try to find them some places to live. I mean, well, like the whole nine. I mean, I taught some of the classes for some of these different things and some of the success stories that came out of there. But you can't just keep giving a dollar or five. I mean, it makes you feel good. Right. When you give homeless people money, I I honestly think that's more for you than it is them. Yes. Because it's not doing much. It might get them by for a a a, a a drink or uh, some food for that time, but their next meal, where's that coming from? What do they say? Give a man a fish. Give, he a, man. Eats, he, give a man a fish, he eats for a day. Teach a man to fish, 
He eats for a lifetime. Who says that? That's an old proverb. From who? From proverb dot proverb? I don't know. Oh, that's a great website. Like you've you've never heard that before? They couldn't find the dot com. No, the dot com was already booked. <laughs> proverb dot com. All right, pizza on hold. Let's uh, let's go to break. Come back. My buddy Pete Evick, he's the guitarist for Rep Michaels. Great guy. Both great guys. Out on that party gras tour. Mm-hmm. I don't know when they're coming this side of the the country or not. But either way, he's got this new book called MTV Famous. What a phenomenal idea. Yes. And, you know, Pete's a, not only is he an extremely talented guitarist and a great guy just in general, but he's a fan. Like, he's a fan of Brett's. Which is cool. He's a fan of these guys. He's a fan of Quiet Ride. And he's a part, you know, just like most of us, of that MTV generation, which made him who he is today. And that's what this book is all about. So we'll talk with uh, Pete Evick here next. Hang on. Hey, thanks for being here. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. Nikki D's out. Be back tomorrow. There is Nelson and a uh, friend of mine who uh, has a new book. It's called MTV Famous. You also might have seen Pete, uh, if you've ever seen Brett Michaels and his solo stuff, like right now, the Party Gras Tour, which is a phenomenal tour. Uh, Poison's one of my favorite bands, so like, like Pete, who's Brett's guitarist. I grew up a fan of Poison, so this book, MTV Famous, is like really makes a lot of sense because, uh, Pete, you and I have the same mindset when it comes to this stu- kind of stuff. You're just in the world. I just talk about the world. Is that we grew up on MTV, and you decided to write a book about it. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? Excellent. Uh, I'm loving the pictures from both you and Brett from this Party Gras tour, dude. You guys are having a blast out there. Uh, brother, and you know, you've known him for a long time. We're having a lot of fun now, but we put a lot of work into making that what it was. It was, um, you know, he doesn't stop at anything. And uh, it, it, the reports are great. You know, we, we tried something brand new. And I remember the first night last month waiting to hear the reviews and hearing, you know, like, you know, when you're in the music business, you get kicked down a lot. So you always expect that. And I waited to hear the reviews, you know, that, they, you know, this, this, what is this? This is weird having guest singers or whatever. But everybody embraced it, man. I, for the, everywhere we look, all the, all the, all the reports and everything are that everyone had a good time, and it was, it was something kind of fresh to the industry and a neat idea. And, and just thank God it worked, man, because Brett's had this idea in his head for 12 to 15 years, trying to make make this party girl thing happen like it did. And and uh, the fans seem to embrace it. You say it yourself see the pictures it was a good time yeah and you know that's always been you know brett's thing is is he wants everybody to to be a part of the party and it's it's you know like the stage setup it's so simplistic but it's a lot of fun you know that's right. it, it's it's right. it kind of it, it kind of gives a little like sammy hagar cabo type of feel you know in the background and well, and and i think uh you know what was the, the 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 show i was at when i was back in georgia and that's when i met the guys from lit and hoobastank and uh, and they came out, and you know Brett always brings people up for nothing but a good time. And I remember saying to the guy from Lit afterwards, you know, because uh, he was like, "Why didn't you come up with us?" I was like, "Bro, I've been there, I've done that, and I look like an idiot. I'd much <laughs> rather be a fan and watch you guys do your thing up on stage." <laughs> you, you said that that night. I re- I think I was standing there. I remember that conversation. But- you know, yeah. but you're a superstar. Or you're a superstar on on other media, man. Oh, thank you. Stop. You're sweet. Uh, so, okay. So let, let's talk about the book, MTV Famous, because 
this is, I talk about this often, actually, you know, with uh, just when I talk about music, growing up on MTV, MTV, especially for those that don't realize that they used to play music videos and stuff, they made and broke uh, artists and bands. Like Billy Squire got crushed from MTV, not because MTV tried to crush him. It's because he put out a really horrible music video. <laughs> but then there were bands like Poison, Quiet Riot, you know, all the hair bands, Warrant, and, you know, even Crew back in the day that MTV made. MTV reinvented Aerosmith for the most right, part. Right. Well, you know, I, I mean, you're, you're a radio guy. Uh, for a long time, MTV crippled radio. It's funny when people think about the impact that satellite radio may have had on terrestrial radio. I, I don't think it nearly put a dent in it the way that in the 80s that, that um, the MTV did. I mean, they coexisted. Everything was perfect. But, you, but my point was, you may have had what was considered a hit song on MTV, but that wasn't a hit song at radio. It right. wasn't the same. Right. The video was better than the song, maybe, right? Right, right. And a lot of times one would feed the other, but there were there were a lot of occasions, a lot of that the the hard rock and hair metal stuff, uh not not the big big stuff like Bon Jovi and and Poison and and Van Halen, but some of some of the stuff that wasn't necessarily that huge at radio uh, dominated the airwaves like like uh, like Striper for instance. Striper always had a number one video or something uh, happening on MTV, but it never really transpired to the radio waves. So it was two dynamics going on at the same time. But if you were lucky, like Van Halen or or, or Poison or Motley Crue or Bon Jovi, and and had a hit at both, you you were a superstar. There was nothing like it. And and to your point, Pete, you know, in those days, people listened to well, let's call it terrestrial radio at home. You know, now actually we're seeing a resurgence of that because of smart speakers where people can just say, hey, Alexa, play 98 Rock Sacramento or hey, Alexa, play The Bailey Show and it'll bring it up. Yeah, I did that on purpose, but it'll bring it up. But in those days you couldn't or you could, but you were either listening to the radio at home or you were watching MTV waiting for the music video to come on. Right, right. And I talk about that in the book. I talk about how the world premieres would play every four hours on, on cue. And no matter where I was, for the Panama video is the, the prime example. Yeah. Uh, that Wherever I was in middle school at that time, so I was still young and I had a bike. No matter where I was, every four hours I would haul, I, I would pedal as fast as I could to get home to make sure I watched that Panama video at all costs. And uh, and that's how we live, man. You were there, too, you know. It was Michael Jackson thriller that, that comes to my mind. And I can remember learning how clocks worked, you know, like in radio. So, you know, different radio stations have different ways that they play music. Top 40, pop music, popular music. For the big songs, they'll play it every, like, 42 minutes. And I, as, like, a 6-year-old, a 7-year-old, sitting there waiting for Thriller, and I timed it out that every 47 minutes, they were playing Thriller. So oh, you figured it out. <laughs> I figured out the algorithm, and, you know, you would wait because, you know, Michael Jackson was so big at that time. You wanted to learn the dance because people learned the dance. People were doing things in the videos, you know? So now when you hear music, especially like in the rap world, where they have a lot of different terminology that people are going to use for pop culture – they're using that, mimicking that because of the song. It, when MTV was at its highest point, right, Pete, people were mimicking what was done in the video. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that, that's exactly how it was. 
You know, you want it to have the knife fight from Beat It. Yes. You want it to jump <laughs> off the stage like David Lee Roth. That's right. You know, so, you know that it's so funny you say that. Even though I was growing up uh, as a guitar player and really never thought much about being a singer till later in life, I, when Yankee Rose came out, I would jump off my couch and do those those kind of split things he would do. You you acted that stuff out, man. It it, it changed who you were daily by what you were watching. Well, let me tell you something, Pete. Um, I was able to. And I just thought about this. I was able to live one of my dreams from a music video uh, later in life because Brett brought me up on stage. I think it was the 25-year reunion. And right. and that's the video that's up on uh, YouTube that I can never watch that's, some, that, that's up there. But anyway, <laughs> at, at the end of Nothing But A Good Time in the video, you know, where it breaks down and gives you the anthem, Right. Uh, right. And he, and he and he has the green mic pole and he's pressing it over his head like a military press. And, yeah, yeah. And so the night that I came out there it was me, Edwin McCain, Brad Arnold from Three Doors and my buddy Bubba Ray Dudley. And for some reason, I'm center stage and drunk and it's like Fourth of July or something <laughs> like that. And so I pretended I had the mic pole in my hand and I'm doing the breakdown, you know, the <laughs> And all I can think is I'm a kid watching MTV, and that was my, like, favorite part in that video. You, you know what? You know what? I, I I feel you. It gives me chills hearing you talk about that. And and here I am 20 years later. I've toured the entire world with Brett. We've done so much stuff uh, as, as a guitar player. And I, almost every night during the guitar solo to every rose, no matter, I mean, I'm 51 years old now, but almost every night, during guitar solo every rose i turn into 18 year old pete again and <laughs> you know and i look over and i go is this really happening is this you know i still have that moment man we've been you know we we played in front of crowds as big as 125,000 people i've been doing this for 20 years i survived the rock of love era the apprentice era yeah. all this stuff but i still right when we hit that guitar solo every rose i'm a kid again <laughs> what about some of the artists that you get to play with i know mark mcgrath has been out on tour with you guys, and you guys are very good friends. Um, but there's always just random artists. Yeah, so you just mentioned, and he's absolutely one of my favorites of all time, uh, last week in Atlanta, Edwin came out and sang with us. And what a, what an incredible voice that guy has. Gives It it's, blows my mind every time I hear him sing. And he came out. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we're doing one with Dee Snyder is going to be uh, our guest uh, and Lou Graham from Foreigner. But I'm super excited about Dee. Me and Dee are friends, and I've played uh, events with Dee. I've been in Dee's band on a couple of special occasions for different things. But uh, but he's also Twisted Sister was the first real live concert I ever saw in my life. So anytime I get to do anything with Dee, I get super, super excited. Um, and, and we get to play with all kinds of people. And, and more than that, man, on this party girl, all kinds of, you know, the Practical Jokers kept coming out and hanging out with us. The guy that plays the Mandalorian, who was John Wayne's grandson, came to one of the shows. And you know I'm a giant Star Wars fan. Uh, yeah. It was a it was a giant party, man. It, it's it's it, it, it's still an honor anytime some kind of celebrity or, or someone that I grew up uh, hanging out or grew up uh, looking up to is, is now kind of my buddy. Brad Gillis, the Night Ranger, was... Um, I had a couple of buddies of mine from high school at the uh, Tampa show or the Atlanta, no, it was the Atlanta show. And Brad walked into my dressing room and I just said, Hey Pete, how you doing? 
and my friend's jaws dropped because that was Brad Gillis, <laughs> Flight Ranger, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, but I'm grateful, man. You know, you and me have been buddies for a long time. I'm grateful to know anybody. I'm grateful to know everybody like you. And you, to me, you're you're. It's it's exciting to me to talk to you and hang out with you. You've been a radio DJ and 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 celebrating and pu- pushing the word out for so long. That we're, we're all part of that same thing. And and I'm grateful to know everybody. Do you? But do you ever, Pete? Like you know, you know, with these in the book MTV Famous again. By the way, it's on Amazon. Just go to Amazon.com, type in MTV Famous, and you can find the book. I'd highly suggest you pick it up. Uh, but but w- when you're meeting these people, like let's say D, for example, do you ever want to just turn to them and go, what do you want to do with your life? <laughs> you, know? you know, can I can I tell you, uh, Brett was on the Impractical Jokers, and Paul Rudd happened to just stop by to uh, to hang out and watch a taping of the show. And I kept looking over at Paul, me and him and his kids were the only people in the green room area. And I would look over and I would think, do I just send him a movie quote? Cause I'm a big Paul Rudd fan from like the, uh-huh. the, uh, the, you know, the, the funny movies and stuff like that. He's been part of. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't do that. I don't do that. I do that more with Mark McGrath than anybody. Cause he has a lot of funny one liners. I don't ever make jokes about like with his song lyrics, but he has this one line that he'll come out and he'll go, uh, off the charts, but still in your hearts. <laughs> and and uh, I think that's hilarious. And then uh, every everyone's like, I'm a big Mark McGrath fan, and he'll do a song and he'll uh, he'll end the song and the fan will cheer, and he'll go, oh, you do remember Smash Mouth. And uh, <laughs> oh I, I like his his humor, and I'll make jokes with him, but I I don't I've never kind of recited a video line that well, you know what. I've said a lot of things to Ace Frehley over the years. Who knows what I've said to him? So. <laughs> what would you? Okay, so I like you, Pete. Big Paul Rudd fan. Big Judd Apatow fan. Love all the movies. Uh, what would you? What line would you have said to Paul Rudd if you wanted to be that guy? I can tell you mine. So, so do you know the movie Role Models? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, there's so many lines in that movie, but I would have probably said to him, being a musician, I want to rock and roll. Uh, what what's he say? I want to rock and roll all night and part and of every part day. Of, part of every day. <laughs> yeah. Or 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 the line in there when he goes, "Vente." Is that true about the coffee cup size or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you're stupid in two languages. Yeah, you're stupid in two <laughs> languages. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even big. It's tall. You know. Like I would I would have looked at him and seriously been, excuse me, um, sir, have you seen my starfish? From this is from oh this is forty. God. This is my fa- my wife and I. It's my our favorite movie. We can uh, we can watch that thing over and over again. That movie over and over again. It's the best movie. I can't yeah. wait for them to do this is fifty, which they're supposedly doing. Oh, um, that'd be great. Uh, all those movies are so funny, but I don't know that they could make those movies today. Like all the kind of new kind of you know just just I guess politically correct stuff. Right. You got to You couldn't make, make Anchorman today. No. Well, I mean, you go back even farther in some of the movies. Like, there's just no way that you're going to do it. But I mean, think about you know the you know if you look at the forced political correctness of television or movies, you know, in Hollywood. But also look at music. I mean, you would have to probably agree with rock bands how they've changed. I mean, there was you know in the '70s there was kind of a uh, like this is what we're singing about this is what's going on in the world we've got a message to give in the '80s it was sex drugs and rock and roll nowadays sex drugs and rock and roll is I don't know if it's even cool anymore to say that out loud you know what buddy you saying that 
I, I have an actual very personal situation with the, with what you're talking about is my my 21 year son has launched a career in the music business and he he's very much wanting to capture the essence of the 80s hard rock and there's a handful of bands his age out trying to do that right now and uh, me and him write some music together because I can I can certainly authentically write that stuff but uh, he he's come to me to help them write with lyrics and again being a 51 year old man I can't write anything that is relatable to anyone today <laughs> you know and uh and we're seeing exactly that what do you write about in rock and roll right now my, my 20 year old my 21 year old son is going through exactly what you're talking about right exactly i mean you think about some of the songs and you take them for what they were they were just songs you know i mean once bitten twice shy take from great white i mean there's some lyrics in that uh it, it's just you if we take things not we but people society takes things too literally versus metaphorically but that was right. the that was the life you know sex drugs rock and roll that was the thing but you know drugs aren't cool any i mean people take them people die right. but nobody goes hey dude i was so on fentanyl last night i was screwy mm-hmm. you know nobody says that out loud you, you know you know what's funny is you're, you're absolutely correct i think that while that life itself is not celebrated as much publicly i think there's a lot more probably uh drug use and stuff like that going on with individuals across the country i i think there's a lot more of that than there there used to be but it's certainly not celebrated as just hey we're having a good time anymore well pete would you say would you agree it's more casual now yeah i would say that like the random person they're not going to a rock show but they are doing cocaine at their house because but they're <laughs> but they're doing the drugs for the wrong the wrong reason yes. well i don't know if there's well, a right reason right they're doing like it that's you know, exactly what i'm trying to say you're mirror on the same page yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing the drugs because they got some issues or there's a reason that's a serious <laughs> reason versus yes you know yeah. what I need to stay up all night. I need a bump. Right. We only live once. I've it's got that five attitude. girls in my room right now. Right. I am not going to bed, but I got to get up at eight because I got to be in Minnesota. So, uh-huh. you know. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know anything about any of that. Nothing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Not. Uh, well, look, I, I, I am pushing behind the scenes to try to get the, the, the party gras tour to come out to Sacramento now that I'm out here. So. Right. We just missed you. Cause we played in the Sacramento area. Right at the beginning of the year, we were like the first or second act at the new Hard Rock out there. Oh, really? Yeah, but I, I don't. I think I had just spoke to you before that, and you were not not there yet. But yeah, uh, yeah I wasn't before, here yet. Yeah, no, no, no. You may be back there again by the first of the year or shortly after. It's certainly we're, we're coming back that way. Okay. Well, I look forward to it. And he's got a big driveway. We can put a stage up there, man. It's a pretty nice neighborhood. Yeah. Do you think Brett would be uh, open to doing a show <laughs> in my driveway? You know what? You've known that guy a long time. I bet you for you he would. <laughs> that's sweet. Oh, that's high praise. Uh, MTV Famous is the book, Amazon.com. Just a side note, because I lit this the other day. Believe it or not, the guitarist for Brett Michaels, our guest, P.D. Vic, has a very successful candle business. <laughs> Shining Soul, S-O-L.com. And the candles are phenomenal. If you've ever seen any of the video of me doing... Like the podcaster stuff from my house, it sits right behind me. Okay. It's it's right. it's my it's my it's my Evic candle. 
you have been such a supporter of that. I I don't I probably owe you some royalties or something, man. But <laughs> my wife loves the candle. She does. She loves well, it. You I you know the times I spoke to you and her in person, I, I I see it in in her face and your face that you're not messing with me that i i truly believe you guys love them and i'm so grateful oh dude i'm for real like i, I wouldn't even talk about it if i didn't <laughs> <Not right. laughs> who doesn't like a good scent right you know right. Uh, uh, all right. thank you so much yeah thank man you for, thank you for the plug on the book man it's a uh, uh, i'm getting such great reviews about it uh it's uh, it, the, between the party girl and some other things it, it's uh it was a slow start getting the press out for it and for you taking the time to help let your listeners hear about it man it's a so far on Amazon, we got five star reviews, and uh, it's been you can type type it in line and, and read the reviews, and everybody seems to be loving it. And uh, I just I hope people take a chance and just check it out. Yeah, excellent book. You know, I mean, I know it's just August, but it's never too early to start getting people Christmas prizes. So MTV Famous Amazon.com, PD Vic. I'll see you soon, my friend. I'll talk to you even sooner. All right. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. All right, we'll see you. Bye bye. Taurus there for Brett Michaels, Pete. He's a great guy, like absolutely phenomenal. If you ever get a chance to meet him, just, I mean, he's very approachable. Just go up to him, talk to him. He'll sit there and talk your ear off. He's just the sweetest, sweetest human being you could possibly meet. And he's not ro- roasting you over the coals for this. It's less than 30 bucks for the book, for a hardcover. Yeah. He's not off either. I mean, there is a generation of people probably listening right now. They're going, oh, dude. Like, what was your video that you waited for? Oh, right. You know, and then it kind of got muddied when they started adding the other shows. Not that I dis, not that I didn't like like Headbangers Ball and yeah. stuff, but then it kind of started getting a little off. It wasn't the same at that point. It wasn't the same, no. you know, when Dan Cortez started jumping out of planes and yeah. taking time out of my day for my music videos. Anyway, give me more Amazon contain less Dan Cortez. Uh, Amazon.com for the book MTV Famous. Give us a minute here. Hang on. There's our buddy, Dinosaur Mike. Hello. 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 How are you? I'm all right. How about you? Ah, hearing your voice. It's a bad day, huh? No, no. I'm just wondering. Nikki D usually answers the phone. Instead, I got someone named Jackie. Is that your producer? No, Jackie works in our promotions department, and she's helping us out today because we're shorthanded. So uh, she was very sweet, I bet, right? Yes, she was. Yeah? Do you like her? Yeah, I guess so, yes. She's creeped out right now. She's running out of the room. Uh-oh. She's, she's not used to what? this kind of stuff. She's like, oh, Dinosaur Mike, I don't know about this. Oh, wait a minute. I got something for you. To, hold on. Dinosaur Mike Nelson went over and beyond, and he got you an intro made. Oh, thank you. You well, Would you like to hear it? Sure. Okay, you ready? All right. You want to count them down? You want to go three, two, one, play. You want to do that? All right. All right, go. Three, two, one, play. Dinosaur Mike. Dinosaur Mike. Dinosaur, dinosaur, dinosaur Mike. Look, look at that. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so now every time you call, we'll get to hear that again. Can I hear it again? You one more can time. hear it again. Right here. Dinosaur Mike. Wow, Chris Rice did a great job on that. Yeah, yes, he did. Yeah. Thank you, Christopher. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. So what's going on with you, buddy? Everything good at the house? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Do you need food? Well, you can send some over if you want to. Yeah. Look at Nelson. Nelson's broke. 
He gets. Yeah, listen, if we're feeding Dinosaur Mike, we need to do it off of your app today, okay? Like, because Thursday is when I re up my. What, what, uh, you ran out of breath. I didn't. You didn't get to the end of the sentence. Thursday is when of... I re up on money. Okay? Oh, okay, so I can't make any orders from my app today. Okay. Well, I just gave you money. Yeah. Is it gone? No, but I have to put gas in and still get to work on the money that I have left. You have eighty-two dollars. No, I have sixty-six dollars. What did you do with the? I had seventy-five yesterday. Okay. What are you buying? I went to the grocery store and got some bread. Oh my God! You're splurging. <laughs> this monster for free otherwise i wouldn't be drinking monster energy drink today that came out of the the machine here at work oh so you got it was a lucky day uh-huh. so you don't have enough money to send down and sir mike some food not and make sure that i know that i have gas till thursday to get to get here we do need to get you sponsored dinosaur mike yeah like okay. we we need to find a i'll send I'll you food. Him, we'll get no, him something I'll, I'll send you food because nelson doesn't like you it's not that's fine. Yeah, yeah nelson's being weird right now. i'm not being being weird, I'm being broke. He's like, he doesn't have any money. He can't take girls out. How is the girl situation with you? Uh, I guess it's okay, I guess. Have you met any? I mean, you got to have one to have a situation. No, nah, not really. No, nah, not, really. not really. So here's what I was thinking. I was thinking about you the other night, buddy. Because you're, eight, oh. you're 18, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Nelson's having problems, too, and he's 41. All right? But he's on these dating apps. He's on this grinding bees and stuff. So oh. I was thinking, I don't know if this is being done yet or not, but this is, you know, like if he's having problems and you're having problems, if you like joined forces and you were a team, you were like the gynecologists, right? That's really good. Dinosaur Mike and Nelson. That's really good. <laughs> you know, more horrors for the dinosaurs. Yeah, <laughs> and you got and you and, and you guys like have your own profile together. You take a picture like stepbrothers esque. I think that might be sending the wrong message. <laughs> I can't get banned from Tinder again. Okay, so we got to try a different app at least. I re- we'll have a different profile. You can have your solo. It's like a tag team, right? Where occasionally he wrestles singles, but he also is in a very good tag team. So you guys could go out together. And, you know, woo oh to, because a lot of women don't want to go out by themselves. I think that's a problem. You know, like if I looked at a picture of Nelson on one of these, you know, grinding B uh, dating sites or whatever they are, I would be like, I don't know if I want to be alone with this guy. But if there's both of you, mm-hmm. then she can bring a girlfriend with her and you guys can double date. Or we do like a mother daughter combo kind of thing. Well, I'm not getting freaky with you. I'm no, just saying. I don't mean at the same time. I mean he's 18 and I'm 41. We can both be playing in that. Oh, there you that, go. That area. No, not not go. that kind of tag. Team. What do you think about that dinosaur, Mike? Sounds cool. Yeah. What do you What do you think your mom would think? I don't know. I mean, she wants me to have a girlfriend too. I mean, yeah. yes. I don't... Does she have any friends that she wants to introduce you to? No. No. So I how- might actually be the best thing to talk to your mom, honestly, because I was a dinosaur, Mike. Big dinosaur. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. Brontosaurus that ate meat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was, but I didn't know the touch of a woman until I was 20. Oh. So. Dinosaur Mike's laughing at you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, no, it's okay. He's it's- like, you haven't even felt up a mannequin? <laughs> And they didn't have the they didn't have the hentai that he has access to when I was a kid. 
Well, look, uh, I need. Here's what I need from you for the next time you call the show. Okay, buddy. Yes. Okay. I need you to ask your mother if she'll give you permission to tag team with Nelson on one of the dating apps. And if she okay's it, then we'll set it up, okay? All right. All right. Do you think you're going to be able to ask her that, or do you think she'll be meanie about it? I'll be going to be mean about it. Yeah. Because probably thinks that you guys are like, I don't know, sex offenders or child predators or whatever. Oh, my God. Uh, that escalated quickly, and you are 18. Yeah, that's uh, that's creepy. Yeah. Um, what are you telling your mom about us? <laughs> I don't I'm not. I don't think sexual predators have radio shows and talk out loud about it. Oh my God, I hope not. <laughs> I don't think so, at least. Maybe I do need to have a one-on-one meeting with your mom. Yeah, you make sure you're, you know, we have a good image with your mom. We're good people. We send you food. She's got you locked in your room. We're saving her son. You know, we talked you out of octopus porn. Yeah, I mean, like, we're the good guys. Yes. It's furry porn, but yeah. Whatever. I mean, we said, hey, dude, slow down a little bit. Let's uh-huh. get out in the real world and get away from the furry octopuses. Uh-huh. You know, so, uh, you know, the hentai is what it's called. Yes. Yeah. Hentai. Yeah. All right? So, you know, I'm just saying, you know, we're the good guys. We're not weirdos. We're sex offenders. We're sex offenders. Yeah. No. no. What's that? That's her view. You said that's her view? Yeah, that's not me saying you are. It's just her. She just thinks that. She thinks that we're those people? Yeah, because, you know, she doesn't trust very much people. Oh, that's fair, but, like, that's that's a little extreme. Well, I got... Yeah, I know. I tried to tell her that, but she doesn't listen. I just feel like you're not doing a good job of convincing her. Yeah, I don't think your pitch is strong. No! No. I think you should lead with their nice. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe give her our social media so she can see. Here's the deal. Dinosaur Mike, why don't we set up a time to talk to your mom? Okay. Just okay. just so she knows. Because I, 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 it, it bothers me that she thinks that about us. Because we're not. Yeah. So what, let's say, Mom, my friends on the radio, they're really good guys. I know you might have a negative point of view because you don't trust. Uh, but yeah. I, 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 they really would like to talk to you. Next time I call in, would you just be, you know, next to me and I'll hand the phone over and you can meet them? Yeah. Okay. Maybe something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe see if it's okay if Nelson stays uh, the night on like Friday or Saturday. (laughs) 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 All right. We got to go, buddy. You got your guitar? You want to play a lick for us? Uh, I'm outside right now. Oh, okay. Well, what would it sound like? Pretty good probably, huh? Meow. It would sound pretty awesome, though. Yeah, I'm sure it would. pretty awesome. All right. Dinosaur Mike, Sacramento's number one gynecologist. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon, okay? You guys can send me food if you want. Yeah. What, what do you want? What kind of food? Uh, the same thing as last time. Okay. Same, same, same thing as last time. Got it. I got know it. what the order is. We got it. All right, buddy. Okay. We'll, thanks, we'll, guys. All right. We'll see you. Dinosaur Mike. Dinosaur Mike. I feel like we might be getting played. Like Dinosaur Mike is, he's like, I want to set up this radio show. I want to play a part. It's a long con, you think? It's a long con. He's in the long game. Oh my! Slow God. playing us. It's like you know what? I'm gonna get free food out of these guys all the time. All right, I'll give you money. Can I just give you cash and then you yeah. do the rest? Yes. So I don't have to do all the work on the yes. phone. Okay. Yeah, I will. Do I did give you. I did give you phone. breakfast. You did do that. Yes. My and what? I'm grateful. 
My wife made you, uh, what is it called? Overnight, overnight oats, and they're really good. Delicious, weren't they? Oh, my God. Feel yeah. healthy, don't you? Well, I've never thought to put peanut butter in an overnight oat, which that's is just, smart. That's how we roll at the house. Got a lot of high energy, high protein. Yeah, high protein. Mm-hmm. That's how we are. We're a high protein family. <laughs> what does that even mean? That means we're very much protein. Protein? <laughs> that's not helping our case with the sex offender. We're protein beat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what we are. All right, fourth and final round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you about where they may have uncovered an actual vampire. Ooh. And the latest place that San Franciscans are getting busy. All right. Again, two big stories from today. This will be your fourth and final round of headlines to learn a little something. We'll get you that here in a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all Fourth and final round of headlines, thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, goodguysheatingcooling.com. That's best service, best price, guaranteed, especially with that $39 tune-up and prevent- or preventative tune-up that they're doing right now, that deal. Uh, hold on, let me talk to Sonny here. Sonny and Dixon, good morning. How are you, buddy? Good morning. I'm, I'm well. How are you guys doing? Excellent. What can we do for you, sir? Well, you know, I heard you guys were giving away free food to listeners on the radio. I figured I might as well throw my hat in the ring. Uh, this is what happens, Sonny. You know, you're nice to some kid named Dinosaur Mike, and then everybody else wants it. Uh, what do you want? Uh, you know, it's a little early, but the pizza still sounds really good. Pizza? Anything in particular on the pizza? I'm a big pepperoni and onion guy. Really? Ugh. Okay. All right. I mean, that's not weird, is it? It's a I, little weird. I, yeah, I don't like onions. Pepperoni is good. Okay. Uh, where are you at? I'm right next to the uh, Dixon Mayfair uh, fair, fairground. Okay, Dixon. We'll get the exact address. I'll send you a pizza. We're going to have to go hey. to sales and see if, because uh, yeah. I can't say no to guys. Just, Sonny, do me a favor, would you, when you're out there? What do you do for, what do you, uh, like on a job site or something? Yeah, I'm a land survey technician. Okay, cool. So can you tell your people to listen to the show? We're new. We're trying to build this thing up. Just Say they're good people. The show's, you know, kind of funny. They're, you know, whatnot. They talk about some cool stuff. Just give it a listen. Can you do that? Hey, you got it. I'm a big fan already, and uh, I'll spread the word. Okay. All right. Well, hang on. Jackie's going to get your exact address, and we'll send you over a pizza, all right? All right. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll see you. All right. Nobody, no no more food today. Mm-hmm. All right. Nelson's filled up at this Nelson's point. broke. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's got Dinosaur Mike, which started out as a gimmick. It was a funny little bit one time. <laughs> And now he calls all the time. I think he's working us for free food. Yeah. And now Sonny wants food. You know, what's next? I think we really need to have a conversation with our sales department <laughs> and see if we can yes. see if we can find a restaurant of sorts that will just give us a bunch of gift cards. So when anybody is hungry and the two peers call, they're mm-hmm. like, Hey, I'm a two percenter. Can I get a can I get a sandwich or something right. from such and such? I think that would be the way to go. So maybe somebody's listening that would like to provide that. Feel free to get a hold of us or anybody that works here at Odyssey. and Because this is all coming out of Nelson's pocket. Yeah. He's got $67 left <laughs> till Thursday at midnight. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not paying for a damn thing. I know. <laughs> all right, go ahead. I'm fourth, making it work. For the fun around headlines. When you got yourself a dead vampire, what do you do with it? You bury it outside of town. Researchers also found the skeletal remains had a silk cap on its head, indicating she had held a high social status and a protruding tooth. They may have found what they believe is a 400-year-old child vampire. Really? Yes. This vampire, 
supposedly, is the remains of a five- to seven-year-old child. They have not determined whether or not it is a male or female, but archaeologists discovered the child with chains, a padlock on its foot, to keep it from rising from the dead in Poland. Wow, that's cool. And unlike but, most... But the teeth had the, the fangs, right? Well, they they didn't say that, but... I do, probably not. You know what I mean? Like, well, well then how do they know he's a vampire? Because he was found chained underneath the ground and he was buried next to another uh, supposed vampire. Well, just because you're chained doesn't mean you're a vampire. But it's the act of them doing that. They did it to people they thought were vampires. So oh. they couldn't come up out of the ground again. Oh, that's a thing. Yes. Oh, gosh. The vampire child was found buried just a few feet from another medieval vampire woman who is pinned to the ground with a sickle placed across her neck to prevent her from rising from the dead as well. Really? Yes. That's pretty cool. That's roguish. What did this little kid do to get, like, you assume they killed this little kid, right? Oh, sure. Well, back in the day, I mean, you know, they were crazy. Salem witch yes. trials, all that stuff. Right. It just takes one person to go, witch. Uh-huh, and you're dead. Vampire. <laughs> you know, I mean, the whole uh, zombie thing, from what I remember reading, came from someone was buried, and they thought, they were dead. It was back when they didn't do real good, uh, like autopsies and things. But they, yeah, they're still alive, mm-hmm. and they they dug themselves out of the grave, and so that's where the zombie thing comes from, coming back from the dead. But they weren't dead in the first place, right? Like, or they died for a minute, whatever. You know, they but, weren't dead, and they you know they weren't buried six feet under either. They're probably maybe a you know couple, maybe a foot underground, and they're like, dude, Bill, what's happening? We just buried you yesterday. I'm back, you know that kind of thing. Because the Salem witch trials was a gimmick. Yes. I was, you know, allegedly the Catholic Church didn't want women to become uh, getting power. Yes. And they definitely didn't want them to be in power in the religion. Right. So it was very easy to take out people that you saw as your rivals. Sure. So they said that they were witches. And it wasn't until that wasn't until the guy running Salem at the time, the county, his wife was accused. And then he goes, well, okay, maybe this has gone a little too far. Right. And you know what they did to as the years went on to get rid of that we just burn witches images for tourism they what? started making cigarettes <laughs> so they said you know we're no longer burning witches uh-huh. we're burning cigarettes mm-hmm. that's you don't believe me. i got it I yeah. if she was here she would have believed me. well yeah she would have believed you <laughs> and then i would have taken my glasses off and i would have rubbed my, the, the bridge of my nose and i would have shook my head <laughs> What am I supposed to do? You want me to play the part next time? <laughs> All right. Uh, really? Yeah, I do. Second really? stage, please. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'll practice it. You've heard of the Mile High Club? Well, how about the Main Street Club? Self-driving taxis have been approved in San Francisco. Testing of General Motors' autonomous cruise has proven successful, and the company was given permission yesterday as a robo-taxi service. She has a very nice voice. Yes, she does. Who is that? That is uh, a news member. I do not know. That's not listed here on my on my sheet. I apologize. Oh, I should have known that. Very nice voice. I was not ready for you to ask me that question. I bet she has soft hair. I was ready for you to ask me questions about getting it on in robot taxis. Yeah, but her voice, if I were to look at that woman, I bet she has soft hair. Why, why do you think soft hair? Because her voice matches her hair. <laughs> Does the carpet match the drapes? Does the voice match the hair? I'm telling you. I, I, any, I can talk to anybody on the phone. I can tell you what kind of hair they have. Just by their voice. It's, this, a, it's, a, it's a blessing and a curse. Anyway, this I have to see him practice someday, Kreska. T- tell me the story. Have you ever thought about lighting up a cigarette or maybe a joint on the drive home from a club? Well, you're not alone. Plenty of people in San Francisco are doing that and more in robot taxis. The autonomous vehicles 
like this woman, Megan. She climbed in in her 20s. She is uh, protecting her name. That is a fake name. It was not Megan that we just heard from there. Mm -hmm. But Megan got into a taxi specifically to get it on. So this is the latest thing that people are doing. They're getting into these autonomous vehicles. This is just one person or is this happening a lot? This is happening. A bunch of people are doing that. She heard of people doing it. And so this Megan wanted to do it herself. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. I mean, you've heard of the Mile High Club. This would be the Mile Long Club, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're going a mile. Right. You know, can you last a mile? I I don't know. There's videos in the car. Yeah, you know there's videos in the car. Yeah, maybe that's not a good idea. No, you don't want that. You got you. If you're doing that and you're a dude, you got a hog on you. But there's but there's a lot of people that don't care about that. As long as there's not another person there, they don't care if there's a video. I know, but it's going to get there's out. There's something isn't it? hot about that. I got to tell you, being watched. No, not being watched, oh. but doing it in an autonomous car. I mean, that's like a bucket list thing, right? You should have. Yeah. You know, if you you should always before you die, you should have sex outside. You know, certain certain okay. places that you should have sex, just because you know, live life a little. A bit. plane. A plane, if you can pull it off, does it count? Oh, it doesn't count if you ride that plane that, like, it's in Vegas where you pay to go up and and do it in the plane. Uh, yes, it does count. Okay, because I I I would find it very difficult to get to join the Mile High Club this day and age. I couldn't join the Mile High Club by myself in one of those airplane bathrooms. You're not going to fit. There's I, not enough I, room. I, I couldn't fit. No, how do two people get in there? It's just not going to happen. So for those that I think did the mile, there's nobody that's done the Mile High Club. Before nineteen or after nineteen ninety, right? You know, so it's 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 a it's a thing. It's a myth. It's a lore. It's folklore. Oh, it's unless not, you're like a rock star and you're on a jet or whatever. If you have a pli- private plane, that's a different story. Have and you no, seen nobody's that? nobody's taking a Delta flight from Sacramento to Vegas that hour and ten minutes, give or take, and going in the bathroom and banging. It's just not happening. And how far do you have to go? Does it have to be all the way for you to be in the club, or what if it's just like? Just you know, a little bit. Well, what if it's under like a blanket? A little stimulation. Does Why that are count? you breathing heavy while telling me this? I don't, don't, don't want to talk to you anymore. No. <laughs> this is where I need my Nikki no, back because no. it gets weird. Start getting, and then your eyes get weird and glossy. Well, I'm not good at eye contact anyway. Have you seen that plane that I was talking about though? That you can charter to actually go up and do it? Yeah. Wouldn't you be creeped out by it because it's not like a commercial plane? It's like a single engine plane. Yeah. There's like a like yeah. a drawstring between you and the pilot. Yeah. I don't think people care. Would you do it? Uh, Let's say you got a free trip. Yeah, maybe. See, I'd be too, I would worry he would want to like look in just to, for the novelty of it. Not because it would be sexy, but just like make fun of me. Yeah, I, I probably, no, actually I wouldn't do it. I, I don't like trust those planes. Like I don't like to fly anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather go up in a Zeppelin. <laughs> All right, last minute calls, comments, concerns. Uh, you can get in on the text machine, same number, 916-909-0985. If you got something, get it in now. If not, roll some credits, get out of here on a Tuesday. Hang on. As always, we appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. Nikki D out today, back tomorrow. And there is Nelson. Nikki D off to Hawaii. Probably got another hour and a half. Not going to ground zero. As we explained earlier, uh, we have this really... Actually, let me get you the detail. This thing is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. It's wild. Yeah. The package we're put together. I just, you know, again, want to be honest with you guys about stuff. It's just kind of my style. Um, we, We have this amazing promotion. 
like, uh, and, and I've worked with Disney for decades, you know, on the other coast, but fantastic people, and they've uh, allowed us to give away this amazing trip to uh, Alani, right? Aulani. 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 A resort, Disney's Aulani Resort. Mm-hmm. Now, this trip that we're giving out eventually, we'll get to that here in a second if you missed it earlier, it's round-trip Southwest Coach Airfare for four to Honolulu, a voucher for four for ground transport, uh, trans- transportation, round trip, room accommodations. Uh, this is four nights at the resort and then two hundred dollar resort credit. I mean, it's just it's 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 awesome. Like, who wouldn't want to win that? But we have to understand perception is reality, right? Yes. So there's like two parts of this promotion. There's the Nikki D and Mickey our midday rock star going out there. Mm-hmm. They're doing this like social media aspect of it, which is way cool. That's already set in stone, and that has it's no bearing on what we do really on the air. Right. But on the air, we can't sit here and tell you, hey, we've got this awesome promotion to go to Hawaii, uh-huh. even though this resort is well far from the fires. Yes, more than 100 miles away. But its perception is reality. And two islands. Right. Perception is reality because all you're going to hear is Hawaii fire. What is this radio station doing? So uh, thank goodness the powers that be. And I'm thankful to work for smart people. Yes. You know, and that includes, you know, Disney, because we did this together. They made the decision. It's like, hey, we're not going to do the promotion right away. We're going to push it off a couple mm-hmm. weeks. And I could not agree more. I think that was such a bad. So I'm sure you understand it's going to happen. It's yes. going to happen in a couple weeks. Uh, and it's going to be one of those keyword things. So you're not going to have to jump through hoops. You just got to put up with our, you know, whatever for how many hours. And then uh, you just text in the keyword. So Mr. it's very Real, simple, very Mr. simple stuff. Mr. Real Opportunity to say to put up with our BS. Put up with our BS because mm-hmm. it's the BS, the Bailey show. Right. Right. So anyway, that's where Nikki's at. But, you know, I <laughs> when they told her that she was going to Hawaii, her first thought for like a tenth of a second was, I get the week off. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wrong. And then reality, and then reality set in and she's like, oh, how's he going to make me work? <laughs> so oh, she'll be on tomorrow remotely. And we'll have uh, we'll have our, our Nikki D back, but she's traveling right now with uh, her and her daughter. So I was reading this um, story on uh, TMC, the Little League World Series, right? Which is a blast to watch. If you don't watch Little League World Series, is kind of like the the Scripps National Spelling Bee. It's so under the radar, uh-huh. but it's so much fun to watch. And especially if you played Little League, I mean, this was the brass ring to play in the Little League World Series. Mm-hmm. So you see these kids. You know, now, if you're a diehard baseball fan, you're, like, following these kids' careers, and you're, like, 10 years later, they're in the pros, or 15 years later, they're in the pros, whatever the case may be. So, bunk beds at the Little League World Series, these kids, and they go and they travel to Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Yep. They're going to be out. I was wondering if that was going to happen. Do you know this story? I do. Okay, so, um, the tandem sleeping units will be permanently removed from the prestigious event going forward after a player was seriously injured. This happened last year. Yes. He was really injured last year. Easton Oliverson, mm-hmm. which is a great baseball. If you ever notice that there are certain people just made for certain sports, there was a guy I went to baseball camp one time, and his name was Bump. <laughs> I mean, that's at least that's at least, the, at least what they called him. I was like, dude, you are a baseball player. Well, he's there, a baseball player or something else, I guess. There, there is a yeah, there is a uh, a referee in the NFL. His first name is Cleet. Okay. You are, if you can't be a player, you might as well be a referee because you cannot, unless you want to be a boater, you know, and, <laughs> and use the cleat on a boat. Okay. Right. But Little League officials said in a statement, 
uh, the other day, I guess, the decision was made after this young man suffered a fractured skull and brain bleed yes. while falling from the top bunk inside the dormitory complex in Williamsport, Pennsylvania in 2022. Mm-hmm. So out of abundance of caution, the official said, we placed all beds individually on the floor during last year's World Series in preparation for this year's World Series. Uh, yeah, it's the end of the bunk bed, man. Is he okay? He was rushed to the hospital. Yeah, he survived. Yes. But he was in a bad spot for a and while. For a couple of months. Yeah. Did you have bunk beds when you were a kid? Uh, yes, I did have a bunk bed, but I didn't have anyone like to share it with. I'm five, almost six years older than my sister. Were you up uh, top or bottom? Oh, you got to go top bunk. See, I was always a bottom guy. I never wanted to be on top. But my bunk beds, uh, they were from a company called This End Up. Uh-huh. And that was the furniture company. That was why my mom bought me all this furniture. I just this end up. Well, it's not this end up. We're not buying it. It's this end. Up. It's got to be this end up. Uh, okay. it's re- she was always one of those mothers that I always wanted the easy grab that everybody else was doing. Mm-hmm. The 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 suits from Chess King or Oak Tree. But she was like, you know, you're not gonna. Those are gonna fall apart. <laughs> let's go to Burdines or well, what how is, often are you, am I wearing this? Let's go to Macy's. Let's get you a silk tie. It wasn't much of a difference of price. Actually, the non-silk ties were less. I was like, Mom, but the kids aren't wearing these three-piece suits with no. the double-breasted. It's just not <laughs> happening. But Plus, it's black. I'm not going to a funeral. I want the right. I want the olive green one with the orange shirt. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what's in the Belle Bib DeVoe video. I don't want this one. Yeah, especially if you don't have to wear the corduroys anymore and you want something nice. This is what uh, the Fresh Prince's friend was wearing the other night. I want to wear this. <laughs> So anyway, my bunk beds at the top, they always had the slats on the side so you couldn't fall. Yeah. I thought most bunk beds did have those. Yeah, but uh, if this one is like a college dorm, it's like real little, the the one that was that I can remember from college. Well, the one in the college dorm, I mean, if you were, if you lived in a fraternity house or a dorm in college and you slept off the top bunk and you did not fall off the top bunk, <laughs> you did not have a good college life. Uh, right. Like- if you didn't fall out of bed at any time in college, you need to go back to college. <laughs> Dude, if I had a nickel for every time somebody that I lived with fell off their top bunk, I'd be a millionaire. Well, that's why I think he was probably in a situation like that. Or vomited off the top. Oh, there is these. The worst. <laughs> so my first two years of college, I went to a small school called Wingate. Uh, Wingate College. Well, it's Wingate University now. Wingate, North Carolina. And I played small ball, D2 ball, right? And there are these two good old boys. They were from uh, North Florida. I mean, that's where the men are men and the sheep are scared. It's called yeah. Live Oak, Swanee, that kind of place. I mean, these are, you know, Florida Cracker boys. Ooh. And uh, they're big old defense alignment. Uh-huh. One guy's name was Chad. The other guy's name was Chris. And they were dirty human beings. <sighs> they made you look like Mr. Clean. Wow. These guys were big, smelly, and dirty and disgusting. And they had two bunk beds in their room that they shared. They shared this small dorm room. And they both would uh, lay up on the top of their bunk beds, watch their small little television, box TV, right? Flat screens weren't a thing. Box television that they had on like a desk. And they would line the middle between the bunk beds with newspapers. And they would spit their tobacco on the newspaper. Oh, that's foul. That is so foul. And 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 when they're done, right? When they're done, they would take it out and just throw it on the newspaper. Just crumple it up. <laughs> oh my! And God. you would walk in and be like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Like, uh, we're just watching Springer. Oh, gag a maggot. Yeah. Uh, you got anything on the text machine? 
Uh, I do not have. Uh, you know what? Epstein was a huge conspiracy. That's from earlier. I missed your text machine. You know, I'm sorry. I did miss uh, this. All right. Let's get out of here. Give us a follow on the social media. Listen to the BS. Give us a follow, like, share. Add The Bailey Show on YouTube if you'd like to subscribe. Of course, that's free of charge. Nikki D will be back tomorrow. Nelson, you got anything? Uh, just come see me do stand-up, I guess, when I do it again, because now I'm going to have to talk about it all the time. Yes, you will. God. All right, look, uh, have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. If all goes well, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Hampa! That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. Not listening.